Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. With your hosts, Klaus Nightbringer, Fair Kimono, Chili, and Luna Vox. Welcome everybody to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 88. How is everybody doing tonight? Eels up inside you. <laughs> I'm good, thank God you. damn it, Chili. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's, it's, Google said, sing the Eels song, so... Eels, yeah, I did it. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Well, we're you. officially lost and we're 60 seconds into the show, so clearly no. it's going great. Let's just pretend that entire bit didn't happen. Hi, Klaus. I'm doing okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm still lost, so I think I'm just going to sit here and let you guys kind of figure out what the hell's going on here while... Uh, uh, oh, I... sweet. Doesn't mean I can take assuming control. No. So, Sarah, how are you doing? Oh, uh, pretty decently. Uh, I remembered to hydrate today, so that was good. I have been kind of bad with taking care of myself the past few days. Uh. And Klaus, how are you doing right today? Now, Leave me alone. I'm I'm farming in uh, Defu. <laughs> okay, good. So my special guest, Talus, my great friend, how are you doing? I have had a week, but everything is going well now. Right, you had a week, all... so it went from Monday to Sunday. Yes, actually, it went from yes. Saturday to to or from Sunday to Saturday. It could have gone from Wednesday to Tuesday. But it's it's Saturday right now. Thursday to Thursday. But it's Saturday now. But it's Sunday. If you're watching us live at twitch.tv slash Phoenix Down Radio, that is. But it's Sunday. Is this where I start singing Rebecca Black's Friday? I'm in love. No. It's Sunday. Sunday. (laughs) Anyway, um, so what's everybody been up to the last two weeks? I barely logged in honestly like Pirates. i guess i guess it's kind of that pre-patch lull at this point even though we've got a thing coming super soon i don't know yeah tuesday still been chatting with people still been chatting with people plenty but i haven't really been doing much in terms of actually playing anything you're not missing a lot that's about the impression i had oh no sammy got timed out i will fix oh, no. that no i will fix the things there, they are fixed. Yay, thank you. Uh, I was... I've been leveling my gatherers and crafters, which I never bothered to Because well, I have nothing else to do. I, I mean, it's never a bad idea to have your crafters and gatherers ready to go at at um, at least the ca- uh, level cap, so that when you're going into the expansion, you'll still be able to repair all of your gear. That's pretty much the reason why I'm doing it. Yeah. Plus, you can make some money. But you can, so much money. Oh you my can God. sit and uh, not uh, and, and hold on to and not having to spend it on because there's no housing left on the server. Just to pick an example out of the air. Well, I mean, we, we probably will get more housing, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, we'll have to wait till Tokyo. Point I. I mean, they did talk about the whole Ishgard housing thing. I mean, that's something that we've kind of speculated that 
we're going to be getting. Um, they explicitly said that. They've said what we're going to get it several times. The entire point of it is, hey, we're crafters and gatherers are doing the stuff to rebuild Ishgard housing so that we can live in it. No, they said we're going to rebuild Ishgard. They never specified that we're going to actually get housing. housing. They said housing. Yeah. I don't I recall got them saying actual housing. They did. I mean, don't get me Either wrong. Either way, like to see we it. will know in about a month and a half after the Tokyo Fan Fest. True. Yeah. It, well, no, because they said it's going to last the entire yes, expansion. Yes, I agree so. with you. They quote-unquote strongly hinted at housing. Never if we're going to get housing, said. we're not going to get it till 5.5 at the earliest, I'd say. I'd say 5.3. I don't know. Uh, that seems too soon. Well, either that or they'll give us uh, an expansion of the wards. Yeah, I think we're going to get more housing, but I don't think we're going to get Ishgard housing to the end of the expansion. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe we'll get housing in Garlemald. Maybe we'll get housing in the special area later on with the special houses. Oh, yeah, those houses. And your we'll get to mention that later. They're we'll so get to dead. mention those later. <laughs> um, anything else exciting happen with you guys? Well, I've got to halfway through the final fight of Omega now. Cool. Uh, we just need to, we've seen all the mechanics. Uh, I hate Hello World, by the way. Hello World makes me cry inside. Uh, so. They, but they actually made we that a to, thing? Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, Hello World Phase 1 and Hello World Phase 2. Hello Wait, World, what is this? It hits really, really hard. Yeah, Final Omega. He Wait, does uh, Hello he World. Actually, he actually has an attack called Hello World? Yeah. You do That's understand beautiful. the significance of that, don't you, Chili? Absolutely. Oh. No. Sarah, I know you do. It's 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 a programming joke. Oh yeah, go yeah yeah. It's like okay. the first program that everyone writes. Yeah. Go to ten. Yeah. Hello world. Oh yeah, I oh got that. God, I maybe there's seven statements. You can get forked. Um, well, fork. Oh, no, you. I was thinking maybe there was like an Omega attack that I didn't know about. Ah. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, a it's a beautiful little programming joke that they put in yeah. there. Love it. Um, but it has multiple mechanics. And one of them involves Alagon Rot. So, yay. Yay. Hot potato. Uh, anyway, I've been enjoying that so far. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah. I got through Pagos and Pyro since the last patch. This is the last fan fest. You, I mean, podcast. You poor bastard. So, I you finished Pagos both. and Pyros. Yeah. So, he's, he's all ready for Tuesday. Well, I, I'd almost I'd almost finished Pagos in the last podcast, but I just needed some more crystals. So, but still, you poor bastard. And I got my weapon to I think it is three fifty crit, two fifty skill speed, and two hundred direct hit rate. So, naked parties for the win. He's been doing reflect parties. Yeah. I, you, I, what, I, what's that? I was just going to say, I still haven't gotten a logogram for Reflect yet, because you either have to get them very early on when you enter Pyros, or you have to farm specific mobs for them, or get them in chests, so it's a lot of RNG. I just bought them. Or you buy them, and hope that you draw yeah. one. Uh, it, no, you, I, you, you need to craft it from Protect, Wisdom of Ordained, 
and shell. Um, you'll actually get a load of fundamental logos from doing the farm. So once you've actually bought a few of the fundamentals, you'll actually restock your protects from that. Then all you have to do is buy the creative, which is pretty cheap on my server. Uh, the only thing that's expensive is migrative, which is the shell, which is like 30k on ultros. Yeah, the but there's only two yeah. like there's only two logograms in that one, so you got one in two chance. Which it seems to skew to the other one for me because I don't think I've gotten a shell. Yeah, because it's it's stone skin or shell. I generally get stone skin. Yeah. Womp womp. So yeah, once you get all three of those, then I made a lot. I spent like two hundred, three hundred k, but I got a hundred and nine fundamentals back. So. Okay. I've I've made about three million gil from Pyros. Dang, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. I made twelve million because I sold my first mount. Oh, I haven't had a mount drop yet, so I did lots of bunny farming. So yeah, I actually. And if I count, yeah. go ahead. That's included me spending two million though. Overall, I've made five million. Very nice. So for me, I have been logging into the game. You've probably seen me. Uh, uh, streaming quite a bit here on uh, on the Twitch channel. I've also been trying to farm a little bit in Defu because we have the special uh, um, anniversary events going on right now. I want to make sure to get all the stuff in that. Uh, oh yeah, that's. I've been getting a ton out of that too. Good times. And Talon Good show. with the sub. Good people. Oh, thank, thank you, you very much. Hey, thank you, Talon. Welcome. And it's a tier two sub. Tier two sub for five, five months. months. So we always appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, but it says good people. That's a lie. Well, we're, 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 I'd say we're... We might be talking about the ones we have in our basements. Hmm. I mean, Maybe. my lawyer hasn't... They seem like good people. ...any further on this topic. <laughs> I would say we're at least neutral. Mostly I don't chaotic. know how but... I think all four of us combined are neutral. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to agree with that. Exactly, Scar. Chaotic, neutral. Yeah, I think the the listeners, I would say, are good. The hosts... Eh. Listeners are good boys. We, we Well-intentioned. We know Sarah is lawful evil. What? <laughs> uh, Talon, Sarah, you're lawful evil because I'm chaotic good. We, that's why I'm saying <laughs> we're neutral. <laughs> I'm a Lanafel, so I have to be evil by nature. Yeah, that, that, that's a uh, uh, true evil right there. I I usually thought of myself as swinging between lawful neutral and neutral good, depending on the thing. <laughs> Shit talking doesn't count. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go ahead and jump into a little bit of gaming community news. Uh, it was just recently announced that uh, the Final Fantasy XV episode Art and Prologue is going to premiere at KatsuCon in, in D.C. Uh, next weekend, February 16th. Um, for those of you who don't want, don't know what that is, it's basically the uh, the anime uh, that talks about uh, Arden's past and why he is the way he is. As we, I get... thought it was a DLC. Uh, no, this is the precursor to the DLC. Okay. Th this is the story, but you know, kind of like where they had Brotherhood. Oh yeah. This is kind of like a, a, a small um, anime for that. Yeah. So I'm gonna be showing that off at KatsuCon. So if you're in that area or attending, uh, go check it out and let us know how it is. And yeah. it's going to be released then to the general public shortly after then, I believe. Um, 
if you guys have been checking out the Score Enix store, which a lot of people have for obvious reasons, we'll talk about that in a little <laughs> bit, uh, there's a lot of new pre-orders up there. Uh, obviously, the big one would be Shadowbringers. Um, pre-orders yes. started on the 6th, and all of the physical CEs yes. are already on waiting list. I pre-ordered mine. I did, too. I want the playing cards. <laughs> 200 <laughs> Two hundred dollar playing cards, huh? Yeah, I don't want the statue. I don't want the art book. I want the playing cards. Those are look badass. Are the playing cards really worth that much? They are to me. <laughs> like I had to be honest with myself. Like I was cleaning out a bunch of things. Uh, donated like four or five boxes of books to people, and I'm going to be working on my clothes next. But it's like all those collector's items things. They're neat, and I look at them for a bit, and then they get put up somewhere, and I never touch them again. I don't. Like, there's the initial rush of joy from them, and then, eh. It's For me, it's I, just I just want the collection. I've got the 1.0 collector edition. I've got the 2.0 collector edition. I've got the 3.0 and the 4.0. I know that if I don't buy the 5.0, I'll just be annoyed. Hmm. I mean, I have everything but the 2.0, but because, uh, like I said, when I came into it, I got in for free because I had the 1.0. Right. Oh yeah, see, I'd already paid for the 2.0 and then Square Enix sent out the email saying if you own 1.0, you get 2.0 for free. Yay. I think I did for the collector's edition items back then, but yeah, I don't know. Do you still drink out of your 1.0 coffee flask? I didn't even know that was a coffee flask. We don't We didn't get a coffee flask in ours. Yeah. We got that weird um, metal thing. Yeah, we didn't get that, didn't in, get that. in the one in the U.S. You didn't get the tumbler. No. Nope. We got a. You uh, were... We got a book. A, 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 we got like a book a, as well. A, a blank book. We got that. We got a tumbler, a blank book, a map, and a key code thing. We got the. We didn't get the map either. Really? Yeah. Wow. Granted, our our collector's edition was only uh, eighty bucks. Ours was uh, oh, 1.0 wasn't that expensive. Yeah, and they kind of just skyrocketed from there. I mean, look at now, $200. Holy shit. Yeah, but well, I, mean, I, I don't like owning stuff because I'd move all the time and I travel a lot, so I don't bother with stuff. So I just got the digital one. It was 65 and I get all the stuff that I wanted. Yeah, I, I was contemplating That's about that. the boat I'm in. I don't have space for that stuff. It yeah. just go up in a closet somewhere. Well, see, for me, so it's all behind get, me. Did you get an electronic code thing as well to link your accounts? That we did, yeah, but I, I used my okay, one good. from 11. Okay. And not, I think my 11 one still works, but it's no longer active because I had to dis disable it so I could go with the digital one. Oh, yeah, the physical collection is on the waiting list now, Talon. I don't know if that's the same in Europe, but it is in North America. Don't worry, they'll have more. Look at the fact that Shadowbringers was on sale for the longest time. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be more. I mean, and yeah, you can still buy the Shadowbringers physical CE right yeah. now. So I'm assuming they only have a certain number of the uh, statues on, um, you know, pre order from their, ma their manufacturers. Yeah, so they just get more gets made later on. They want to gauge this, the, uh, um, yeah. the demand for the product. And if they need more, they'll just tell the manufacturer, hey, make more of these. Yeah, it was one hundred eighty-five pounds for me. Plus shipping. shipping. Right? Yeah, it ended up being two hundred and 
twelve dollars, something like that, for us with shipping. So anyway, so that's up there. Um, there's a whole bunch of new Final Fantasy plushies. I thought these were kind of cool. They're they have black or white autograph chocobo plushies. It's in the oh, shape of a cool. chocobo, but it has no details. It's meant to be brought to things like Fan Fest, um, Distant Worlds, you know, different things like that, and get autographs Special on event. it. Yeah, I think that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. I've still never met any of them ready uh, an event, but I think it's cool that they're creating merch that's specifically unique it isn't just an autograph board or something but you can take it to things like KupoCon or new world or distant worlds Mm -hmm. or fan fest and get autographs for things that are final fantasy related that mean something to you specifically yep and then you can set it up on your on your shelf with your other plushies and you got all your autographs there i think that's kind of neat i just wish it was ready and available for when i was going to uh distant worlds here at, at uh beginning of next month but unfortunately it won't be shipping then uh, aside from that, they also have a Chocobo eyeglass stand plush. It's a little Chocobo with its wings up, and, it, and it, it'll hold your glasses on its head. It's absolutely adorable. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to go out there. Adorable, and at the same time, I feel a little bit like, it's, are you just looking for things to put, uh, put merch on? Domo Arigato, Ser Roboto. Yeah, Ser, you went full robot for a second. <laughs> oh, that was weird. Uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> the Matrix glitch. Stuff that you put more stuff on top of. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think those types of things are cute. Uh, lots of. I mean, they're cute. I just feel like it's starting to reach at some point. It's like. How... They're chocobos, damn it. They're adorable. I approve of adorable things. But $35 glasses stand plushy adorable is a stretch. I'm not saying like, that I'm going to buy it. I'm saying it's adorable. I love how that those are discounted already here. Like Google home pregnancy tests. Is that going to be a thing? They'd be adorable. <laughs> the little pom-pom changes to red or blue. <laughs> By the way. They're your band. You're bad forever. <laughs> yeah, way, those chocolate oh things you just announced. They've already got a price cut in your in the UK, and they're they're on pre-order. They were two twenty. They were twenty six pound ninety nine. Now they're down to twenty four pound twenty nine. So you know, little, apparently there's the US a sale store over says there. that too. Yeah, the US store says the same thing. They're thirty one forty nine instead of thirty four ninety. Okay, they're on sale during pre-order. Pre-order now to get your sale. I I told you, Sammy, it's freaking adorable. I just like the snoozing one. Yeah, the, the snoozing chocobo is cute, and there's also a winter one with a little stocking cap and, and scarf. Do I get a snoozing chocobo minion? That would be cute, but I doubt that it. That I would buy. <laughs> um, there's also going to be a new chocobo perpetual calendar, which that's also adorable. I, oh, it's I, a little, like, turnable dice. Yes, I've, I've got the... Uh, um, carbuncle one right now and this this is basically the same thing just with a chocobo on it um and then you've seen the gold saucer cackpot party game that's on pre-order as well i want that because i like card games i want it because i don't understand what it is it's a board game but what do you do it, it it's it's like gold saucer games that's all i know about it they didn't do a very good uh, job of explaining it yet. 
Um, the Ultima Meister quality figurine is uh, was on pre-order, but is already sold out of all pre-orders. Yeah, they've sold out their emotes, and the figure came with it. <laughs> and the figure that came with it sold out too. Yes. Yeah. They only made so many emotes. Yes. Um, I also like card games. The Eastern Memories art book is also on pre-order. Um, this one includes it, uh, Chili's favorite uh, thing in the world. Dress up Tataru. That's the best. <laughs> Chili has it on pre-order just because of that, I'm sure. No, I, I might see if I can buy the the minion thing. from somebody. Yeah, you can't have. That's mine. all I want. You can't have mine. I'm sorry. If anyone wants to sell me that minion, I'll buy it for if, the same price as you paid the book. Yeah, fifty dollars. Wow. Yeah. Well, the book is forty dollars. <laughs> but um, yeah. actually, you can get it for th uh, thirty. Actually, under thirty dollars um, on CD Japan, but uh, their shipping is insane. Fine, but... It's the shipping that kills it. And then they also so if have... If you want to make your money back on the, on the book and you don't want a minion, call me. <laughs> That's 1-800-CHILI-IS-A-WHORE. That is true. <laughs> um, <and> then <laughs> the last thing is uh, the Chronicles of Light storybook. Um, it's basically a collection of all of the uh, um, stories that we got between uh, um, A Realm Reborn, Heaven's Word, and Stormblood. As long as there's even a story about Tataru. Yeah, there's four new stories: one about Xenos, one about Tataru and Hancock, uh, one about Hien and the rebuilding of the Enclave, and Gosetsu on his journey. It's their secret love affair that I made them write about: Hancock and Tataru. She tasted Hancock his wine. Is the best weeb. I've used him to explain <laughs> so much about why Stormblood exists to North American play. But Hancock. <sighs> Isn't I describe him as about the panties. I, I, I just describe him as as the guy that you meet at conventions that you don't want to meet at the next convention you go. He's me. He's me. <laughs> God damn! <it>. Just the <laughs> the yukata and blue jeans and blonde hair. I'm just like my dude. Do you own a katana from the mall? Like, where are we going with this guy? No, mine came from the flea market. Thank you very much. Mine came from Lord. the sword shop on the beach. Oh, that's almost as bad as the mall. <laughs> We've got a replica sword shop down at the beach that also sells replica guns. Oi. Hi, Rory. Welcome to the chat. <laughs> they sell keyblades. All right. Um, Sarah, did you have anything to go over with the gotcha roundup? Um, nothing super special. Uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper is having the hype build up for the Kingdom Hearts event, which, due to the uh, what happened with the previous one, we're expecting large amounts of power creep. Uh, Mobius, I think, just had a Kefka Legend job release, which yep. is kind of entertaining. Uh, Defu, of course, has the uh, first anniversary events ongoing. I failed to get Onion Knight's X weapon and spent way too many gems on it. Blech. Uh, and uh, Brave Exvius is doing a Lunar New Year event with lots of uh, Chinese-inspired units. That's about the uh, long and short of it right now. So you did get uh, um, Beatrix's X, though, right? Yes. Also her 35. And I'm going to get the 15 from the quest. So 
I'm pleased with that. Yeah, I got the 15 maxed up. I have not gotten the 35 yet. So my, my, my Beatrix is not perfect yet, but she's pretty damn good. Also, I got Warrior of Lights X now in the last uh, couple of weeks as well. Nice. That's going to be very fun, especially once the rework happens where his sealed move becomes AoE. I mean, it's coming in really handy in the one event uh, that I'm trying to finish off right now. I can't remember which one it is. Um, it's done in like four days, something like that. Right. One of the anniversary ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I'm, I'm just trying to right now farm up a bunch of gems and level up a bunch of characters. That's the other thing they did in Defu is they uh, unlocked the level cap for uh, eight new characters. Um, they did, uh, um, who was it? Well, they got the usual one of each color. Yep, and then, um, and then there was two that were released two days beforehand. Steiner and Shadow to go along with Aerith's Lost Chapter, I think. Yes, that was what it was. Yeah, I'm very excited for Ferris's unlock, uh, given that it turns her debuffing abilities AoE as well. Is she going to get an X as well? Um, probably eventually. I don't think she is right yet, but mm. even without that... Actually, let me check the database really fast. Command abilities. Uh, oh, even in Japan, it doesn't look like she has an X yet. Uh, though she has got her level 70 awakening. Well, that's right. They're on level 70 already. For some people. And yeah, she doesn't have an X weapon, but even without that, she's got a pretty strong debuffing kit. All right. Well, that basically covers the gaming community bit. Uh, now, we're going to be talking a lot about what happened last weekend. If you guys were uh, asleep or hiding under a rock, we're talking about uh, Paris Fan Fest. Ooh, uh, baby, was Paris a blast. You know, I wasn't all that impressed by a lot of things that, that were released. There were some things that were like, what? But a lot of it was like, okay, we kind of already knew that. <laughs> I like that we got more clarification of some of the stuff from Vegas. And so instead of speculation, we got the, okay, you guys were mostly right. Here's what we're doing. We are doing housing for Ishgard. We do have these people doing the 24 man. Like we got confirmation and just like a second piece of information for a lot of the stuff. We yeah. weren't 100%. Again, I didn't see anything about the confirmation of housing for Ishgard. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. But on the other side, yeah, you're absolutely right. Most of it was um, basically just uh, confirming what we had already speculated from um, Vegas. Um, for instance, the first thing that we got, and, and I want to thank uh, Gamer Escape and Nova Crystallis for the summaries um, of uh, the keynote as well as the live letter. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, copy and paste these into the chat. We'll also be putting those into the uh, show notes for those of you uh, listening out on the podcast so you guys can follow along if you're interested let me get the Nova Crystallis one here copy come on mouse work for me here that's what happens when we do it live people all right so the first thing we got was an extended trailer so we saw a lot of what we saw in the first one but uh, we saw some familiar faces in unfamiliar job gear. <laughs> uh, Urianger was an astrologian and talking with Matoya, who was Ishtola. I only refer to her as Matoya. What that actually means is still under heavy debate. 
dressed as a black mage. Well, kind of like a black mage. Oh, she was dressed like a black mage. No, so, Yoshi P kept saying that it looks like a black mage. So, uh, actually, I do want to note on that, uh, talking with a friend. Uh, we are going with the heavenly canon head canon of referring to that as witch. Given the whole Matoya tie-in, that they've often had witch as kind of this uh, yeah. magic thing in a lot of the games. So, for the moment, I'm since uh, since he said he looked, since he did hint that she looks like a black mage, we're uh, Spender and I are calling it witch, and I encourage others to do the same. Talas, because she isn't a black mage. Talas, why are what? you stripping on stream? Oh, hey, hang on. <laughs> One singular sensation, <laughs> and every single step. Anyway, um, say <laughs> so stripping on stream, chili. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I don't know. My guess on all of this is the fact that these are chili. Put your clothes back on. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I've got gloves on. <laughs> that these are um, the uh, um, scions of darkness. There we go. And I think mm. that they actually may be from another shard. Uh, Again, the shards diverged millennia ago. It's like yeah, they're not parallel enough. It's a, there's it's no such thing as parallel worlds with this. Well, we did get the war the warriors from the other shard. Well, yes, but they specifically talked about how the versions of their dolls were different. That the names that they were using were ones that they adopted for here, and it hinted in some cases that we wouldn't be able to pronounce their actual names. And I feel but, like those warriors of darkness were their scions. Mm, Remember, it was one warrior of darkness, and the rest weren't exactly warriors of darkness. They, that's was their, their that versions of the scion. If you understand what I mean. I, I again, I don't think that they were actually. They weren't the. I don't think those were the scions, personally. We do have a lot of information that we did get. Like, okay, these people yeah. are here. They're alive. They're active in the story. But I mean, Fancred is how many jobs now? And we've got Ishola yeah. that's possibly two jobs. Like, so everybody's kind of switching around. But we also yeah. have to look at Alice, who's been multiple jobs as well. So that's not a new thing for any of the scions. Yeah, yeah, every yeah, style uh, could change jobs. The only thing that was pointed out is given Urian Jay's history with like a lot of the predictive stuff, a lot of the other, like Astrologian feels kind of on the nose for him. Yeah. But I mean, how cool would it be if they actually were like uh, dark versions of the Scions? Eh, that feels overplayed to me. Yeah, it feels way too cheap. You don't think it would be kind of cool? Yeah, I. Nope. It, plus, it wouldn't make sense with what. Stola said, well, Matoya said about oh, their old friend coming back. My theory on the old friend coming back is the fact that you were the warrior of light, so you were helping the science, but now they become the warrior of darkness. You hmm. technically can't help them anymore because you're doing kind of the opposite of what they want. Hmm. But so they also know that you're doing it for a good reason. So they don't hate you, and they're not going to go after you, but they can't join you. Scar has an interesting idea. He thinks that it's the the souls of our scions in another shard. Yeah. Yeah. Another interesting possibility. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, just uh, 
we, we don't exactly know what's going on yet. It's interesting to do, uh, you know, just to, you know, to, to guess what it might be. See who's the closest. And uh, I don't know. Talk about it a little bit. Uh, later on in the, uh, um, the trailer, we saw Thancred again, showing off a little bit more of what the, uh, the new job can do, um, who uh, explains that he is actually uh, protecting Manphelia. I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. So, yeah, we basically got confirmation oh, no. that that is uh, a young Minfilia. Yeah. They brought back the dead character. Well, she wasn't dead, She's was she? She's not quite dead yet. Well, she never was dead. Nope. She's getting better. She never actually died. Yeah. It's a Square Enix game. Very few people actually die, but yeah. outside of meta context, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I see Chili drop something in the chat. So, so if somebody wants to be careful and pick it up, and to let us know that you've picked it up, <laughs> yeah. somebody can walk away with a wind-up cloud minion. So let us know when you've uh, gone ahead and uh, used that, guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, new job uh, was confirmed as Gunbreaker, a new tank job. <laughs> How shocked are you? Zero percent twist, right? Yeah, zero percent. I mean, I really could have seen, um, you know, that type of uh, job going as a DPS, but the fact that we have so many DPS and only three tanks and three healers. Well, it would have made sense as a DPS anyway, because technically we only have two physical ranged. Yeah, well, the thing, but a, a gun blade class wouldn't be a physical ranged. It would, it would be a melee class. It depends on how it would work. It could be yeah. that it used the gun and then run in to do slashes like a melee red mage. So it would be like a cross... You you're, you were thinking of potentially a cross between machinist and red mage? Yeah. I mean, I, I knew it was going to be tank, but I'm just saying that if it was going to be a ranged DPS, that's how it would play. I, I would still see it more as uh, like a, you know, yeah. a, a regular uh, melee... DPS with, you know, the added <laughs> effect. <laughs> it's a gun blade that shoots wait, out gun Wait, wait, everybody. I need to go pick up my sword. Pause. No, it's just a gun blade. It's a gun blade that fires out miniature gun blades. Or a gun blade that fires out miniature blades. That, that fire out miniature about guns. This sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> so look forward to it. No. Um... And we were, it, it got confirmed as a healer. That's I'm going to heal you by slashing you. I mean, you that can't, was pretty funny. I mean, to be fair, you're not going to be a pain if you're dead. <laughs> that hurt my uh, soul, Chili. Ah, <laughs> uh, sword chucks. Yeah. Sword chucks, yes. I want that to be my new DPS. <sighs> Can that be the new endgame monk weapon? I would pay so much real money for that. I would spend way too much in the cash shop to make that a glamour weapon. Uh. Please look forward to it. Please look forward to it. So, Gunbreaker. Going to start in Gridania, which means uh, all of the uh, starting cities now will have an, a tank class. Thank God. So that's kind of neat because we because you had warrior in uh, Limsa, you had uh, um, paladin in Ulda, 
and then Darknet actually started in Ishgard. So now Gridania finally gets a tank. Yeah. I think it's uh, supposed to be mostly about the, hey, even without necessarily having uh, made uh, super far progress on the uh, main scenario quest, you can still unlock this job if that's what your heart is really, really set on. Yeah, but yeah you, it's just going to be Heaven's Ward. Yeah, you just have to be uh, have a level 60 character. Which pretty much means beats Heaven's Ward. Um, you just have to own Heaven's Ward, I believe. Yeah, but you, you, you have to be level 60 to get the job, so... Yes. Yeah. You're going to hit 60 just by doing MSQ, no problems. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you can almost hit 60 before you finish uh, um, ARR story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh sure. absolutely. Scott, I'm guessing the jump potion would be uh, buffed as well. I'm guessing there'll be a 70 jump potion. Oh, wait, Maybe no. I'll finally get no, Archer you, no, leveled guys, up. You have to have the Shadowbringers expansion, that's right. Yeah. Oh, snap. Well, I'm actually okay with that, because the job is attached to the thing. Like, you can't get Samurai without Stormblood. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's, that's also, remember, if I bring it, you get Heaven's Ward and Stormblood with it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yep. And what's really cool is if you have Twitch Prime right now, uh, they're giving away um, a free copy of the uh, Starter Edition, which is basically ARR. Yeah. And if you if you know anybody who needs a copy, let me know. I have one to give away. Because I don't need mine. I kind of yeah. He wants to post your recruit a friend code in the chat. Yeah, I can say that's what Klaus really wants. <laughs> it would be my friend. If you grab it from me, I'd I'd ask you to use my refer a friend code. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, yeah, for basically you would get the base game for free which includes 30 days of subscription as well. And then um, you would could then get the expansion for 60 bucks if you want to get the um, collector's edition or just get regular Stormbringers for 40 bucks and you've got everything then. So $40 gets you the entire game um, at that point. That's really, really good. Yeah. Plus, you'd have to pay. You have to pay for a couple of months of sub, but that's not so bad. Even oh. so, like a couple months of sub, you look at it, you go, "I don't want to spend seventy five dollars for six months of this game." It's like, dude, just do the starter edition. It's like twelve bucks. You get one character per server. Play it until you're not interested, and you know if you get bored in two months and you're out, that's fine. We're glad that you joined us for what you could. But if you fall in love with it, then yeah, you know, stick around. Exactly. Um, other things that they showed off, um, we actually got some in-game uh, video footage of the Raktika Greatwood. And this was uh, a, actually a really pretty zone. Um, big wooded area that, you know, it, it, it had some reminder of the shroud, but uh, the canopies overhead were just, you know, massive. Yeah. Sarah, you're typing That's quite a lot over there. Can you tone it down a little bit, please? Yeah, a lot Sorry. of typing. Yes, thank you. Turn on push to talk, bro. He's on his phone. Uh, stuff happened with my headset. Money has been tight. I hear you. Um, but yeah, it, the Ragtika Greatwood looked really nice, and they also showed off a new area that had not been mentioned in um, Vegas, the, which was Eel Meg. 
penis town. Only for you. Those houses, though. Chile thinks the architecture is phallic. It is! They cocked all that up. Chili has penis on the brain. Ah. Uh. <laughs> um, Meg, Realm of the Pixies. And they showed off their, uh, um, I don't know if we really want to call it the primal, but she is the queen of the Pixies, Titania. Titania. Da, 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 da. Technically, she's their regent, which in and of itself uh, raises some questions. Uh. Yes. Because a regent is usually someone who's ruling in the stead of the true ruler. Mm. Whether that's uh, someone who's okay. too young to uh, be taking the throne, or whether it's someone who's sick or seriously injured or missing. So if she's the regent, it suggests that there's someone else who should be ruling, but not what's going on with them. Sorry, oh, yeah, Star, Oprah, I, Oprah, I, Oprah. I couldn't hear, hear what you said there through that coughing. <coughs> Oberon, <coughs> Oberon. But <laughs> What's this war right? All right, Oberon and Titania is the traditional thing if we're going to go for our mythological references. Yeah. But what is this Warframe? Questions. Is this Warframe now? Do no. I get to play Titania and Oberon and, and, and then play Necros? No. Can I be mm. Rhino? No. Um, Koji and Odasan created a whole new language for the fairies. The Fae. Which... Language. I, I'm going to say this now. I sound. I know this is going to be completely off field, and you're going to hate me for this. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like we're going to find there's some connection between the fairies we have, the scholars, and the pixies. Because uh... I find it weird that they pick Fey for the language when the scholar moves, so the fairies are the Fey moves. Uh, maybe. I mean, the ones that we have are supposed to be like arcane constructs. Uh, yeah. I like to compare it to like the sort of like little uh, yeah. drones with really advanced AI. Uh, but it's possible that there's some kind of common origin or something. Uh, one wonders yeah. uh, who the Nimians modeled theirs off of. Yeah. It could be I won't say well they're related in any way, but there'll be some sort of connect. Yeah, why the reason why all our mo all the fairy moves are like Fey Wind or yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got legends about the Fae, the Fair Folk, yeah. the fairies that go back for a lot of things, uh, through yeah. a lot of cultures, even if the actual form of those fairies take different, differ from culture to culture. So yeah. I could see there being some connection. I'm not quite sure at this point that I'd go with, yes, they're clearly the same and they have the same origin. And it's all part of some grand... Oh, I don't think they're the same origin or anything like that, but I feel like... I feel like, I'm, willing, I'm willing to believe that there's some kind of connection between them, yeah. even if it's just that Nimian scholars way, way back modeled their stuff off of this. I will bet they found you... the book with the language, and then if all that word is cool. <laughs> I'm going to bet you that the scholar quest is going to take you into Ilmeg for something. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I believe it. Probably. I mean, if you're going to be talking about fairies, you're going to want to have an opportunity to go to the land of the fairies, yep. even if it's just a little throwaway line. Yeah. Those little throwaway lines strung together is what really creates the lore. Yeah, I, I think that there's something that links um, the quote-unquote constructs that uh, Sarah talks about with uh, Selene and Eos and the, the, the fairy race, the pixies. Yeah. So there's something there. Another bit of information that we got that was brand new in the in the keynote, and I don't think anybody saw this one coming. Yorha, See, I didn't expect, dark I didn't expect apocalypse. Either, right? I mean, wait, I forgot to do this. Yorha, dark apocalypse. 
Yeah, I was shocked when they announced me as the new raid boss. I was honored, but I was shocked. Yoko Taro is a goddamn troll, and I'm so pleased he's here. That little video was hilarious. Yoshi P has actually said that Yoko Taro is like one of the few people he feels like he could just sit down and hang out with and talk about games for hours. And drink. Yeah. So I'm very looking forward to seeing what they do together. I wonder how drunk they got before they came up with this idea. We'll find out. I hope that they were sober for the idea and then started drinking as they figured out the execution. Does he drink with the mask on, though, is what I want to know. With a straw. No, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's like Daft Punk going to dinner. It's just really complicated. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, this is going to be based off of Nier. And, In uh, fact, it's a sequel, isn't it? Brightly. Mm, no, it, they're going to find a way to get it uh, worked into the lore of 14. Um, and it no, is... But I've heard that the lore, the, it's going to be, the, it's basically going to be a, a continuation of the original Nier Automata. No, it's not. It's going to have elements of Nier, but it's not going to be exactly Nier. Yeah. Like I said, it, it's going to have elements, like just like what they did with Ivalice. It had elements yeah. of 12, elements of tactics. It's not the exact story. Yeah, but it's going to continue the story of Nier, is what I've read. It will have elements, but the storyline will be a continuation of the last game. So It's going to be lost on a lot of people, then. Uh, My, myself included. I mean, yeah, it's going to be proper Yoko Taro style. We're going to need at least two stage plays mixed in there somewhere to give us backstory and then like follow-up. Yeah. Why do I, I feel that? like we're going to be on the stage? Dodging AOEs, and that's going to be the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, elegance. Moose was actually uh, having very horrified theorizing, uh, given what they've done, uh, what hasn't done in previous Drakengard games and the like. He wondered if the whole rhythm game sequence from the Starlight Celebration was a test. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, everyone loves the rhythm. Don't they? Well, we had it in uh, uh, Suzaku before we had it in the, 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 the holiday event. Yeah, but it well, wasn't exactly yeah. the same. No. Yeah, the holi- the Suzaku one was, hey, you're still moving around uh, the floor. It's kind of like dodging AoEs and stuff like that. This no. was full-on rhythm No, game. there was the direction where we had to face the right directions. But it, it's still it's still within the context of the game we're used to playing. It's not, we are going yeah. to full-on change the interface. Yeah. It didn't like have a whole new heart where you got okay. moved a little arrow and press the buttons. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Instead, like, we just got mini DDR. Pro- probably that's not going to happen, but it, you can't rule it out. I okay. mean, we had the boss where we lose control and you get sniped and you show it the hole. Show it your hole. Yeah, they're they, uh, they've been more and more willing to play around with a lot of this uh, interface yeah. stuff. So who knows? All right. Um, and yes, this is going to be created by uh, guest creators Yosuke Saito and Yoko Taro. So, oh, good times. Uh, they confirmed the new race. It is Vianga. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> You you know they couldn't pass up an opportunity to use that image one more time. I can't wait to be a male Viagra. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that's a your pronunciation. Is, 
Your pronunciation <laughs> is straying in directions I don't like. Everybody else loves it. What are you talking about? <sighs> no, Bunny Race is confirmed. We are getting Vieira. Uh, they showed off in-game footage of Vieira females. And only females. And, of course, everyone went insane again. Yay, Fran's booties on the screen again. I have no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also did confirm in one of the the panels at FanFest that there's going to be a flop-eared version. Pee. So. I like lop-eared bunnies better. They're so cute. All right. Then they went in to showed off the collector's edition, which, uh, like I said, physical edition, uh, $200, currently on a waiting list for... PC, PS4, and Steam. Um, and for those of you who may not be familiar with what the physical edition includes, um, there's going to be a Dark Knight figurine, a uh, set of playing cards with artwork on each card, um, a, a small art book like they've included in the last few um, collector's editions, a big sticker, and the uh, um, artwork on the box. Hey, did I go back in time? Are we talking about the collector's edition again? Well, because that's what they talked about next in the keynote. Okay, good. I was just making sure I hadn't time-traveled again. You are a time lawyer, aren't you? <laughs> Chili's uh, new doctor confirmed. Um, uh, I bad, bad plots from last season. For those who didn't want to get the uh, physical edition, you can pre-order the uh, digital edition for $60. Um, and that's going to uh, give you access to the Revolver Gunblade Glamour, a wind-up Fran Minion, and a granny mount. Now, that was kind of an interesting-looking mount. I at first thought it was going to be the tank-specific mount for Gunbreaker. Yeah, I thought it would be the achievement mount. But no, this is what we get for uh, um, yeah. um, for getting this collector's edition. Oh, hopefully we get the Ballad Garden for the tank-specific mount. No. Um, that would be really, really weird, but also super, super awesome. You're gonna get the. Uh, I want like a mini version because like the actual yeah. guard would be a nightmare. Yeah, just get a full size. You know, um, some like uh, Sid's ironwork group has found weird art art for a, a, a goal, an old school, and has decided to make it miniaturized for you to ride around. Nope, you're gonna get Norg's capsule. Oh, <laughs> that, that was a. Felix Wedge and Jesse got bored after Omega, and they built you this. Yes. So you get they Nord. found parts left after Omega flew away, and they made this with it. Yep. Um, there we go. And it scales to the size of Rogadens and, and Lollafells. <laughs> It'll be great. Uh, um, people who are it, the physical CE also get those digital items as well. So um, There is an exclusive thing that I haven't announced on this. That I can announce, I'll announce here. Um, if you pre-order the digital PS4, it looks like you'll get a free theme and a set of avatars. So, yeah. I will let you know how that goes in a couple of weeks. Um, it's, um, it's a, basically it's a load of minions that run around, like the last one. So, oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, because th when yeah. they did it for Stormblood, they had a bunch of Heavensward minions that ran around. And yeah. in this case, it's but there was be... a couple of Stormblood minions as well, like the Namazu and something else. Yeah. That weren't even officially announced yet. They would like secret things. Your secret so. things. Also remember that if you pre-order now, you'll get your rewards on March 1st. Well, uh, the codes for MogStation don't work. Actually, that's but, incorrect. They do work. 
Okay. You need to put okay, them in the working. proper area. Okay, because um, you said yours didn't work. Because I, I, I was putting in the wrong area. There is a pre-order section that you need to put your code into, and then you will get okay. access to the Gremlin Minion and the Etherite Earring. Those, Both on March 1st. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get the Gremlin Minion on March 1st, but we will get the Etherite Earring. Yeah, you'll get the Ephraim. I don't know. It'd be weird if they don't get both. Maybe. I, I would actually say that they'd probably hold back on the minion until uh, early access. Maybe. They probably will, but it would just feel weird. Oh, Klaus was just putting in the wrong area. You don't want to put in the wrong area, no. Klaus. They'll get mad. <laughs> <laughs> At least give them warning before you put in the wrong area. Speaking of launch, like we said, the launch date was also announced. July yeah. 2nd. Um, so just before the 4th of July. And then we get early access Yay! on June 28th. So who's going to be taking that whole weekend off? Oh, this guy right here. Definitely. 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah, to probably. trying to decide if we're going to podcast that weekend or not. I had to Google because I was making sure it was a holiday. It's not a holiday here. It's Independence Day. Yeah, for the that US. time when Will Smith saved you from aliens. Yes. Good old Will Smith. And Scar is already set from 628 to 7-7. I don't have that much Very time nice. off to take, so. Nice. Well, I'll be technically working, so. <laughs> By playing the game. Yep, that's how I'll be working. Uh, it looks like Timothy Nunes will be reviewing it, so. Tim? Why not you? Yeah, Tim. Because I said, Tim, why don't you review it? He, wa he, wants to, he wants to get back in the game, but he's had no desire, so. Okay, that's nice of you, um, then. I will be helping a lot. <laughs> no, Tim, you have to do it this way. Uh, and yes, we actually do have a, a podcast scheduled for the weekend of early access, so we'll see what we do with that. We'll record the podcast. Yeah, while we're playing. <laughs> The podcast will be just us playing and going neener, 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 everyone without early access. That'll go over <laughs> That's well. so mean! Well, you know, be, I, no, I, come I, on. Everyone, it's, I don't know why it's called early access. Who isn't going to pre-order it that plays the game? Really, who? who? It's just access. Yeah, I mean, it will be spoiler-free, though. We'll, what we talk about will be spoiler free. It'll be initial impressions. You know, we'll be talking yeah. about uh, Raubon Gates uh, 2019. I don't um, think we'll have that issue. The, my general impression has been that they don't make the same mistake twice. They might make yeah. a new mistake, but not the same mistake. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure. Well, yeah. I'm trying to think. Was there something in Heavensward that held us back? Well, no, it was the uh, instant zones were kind of a, me a mess for yeah. a while. Yeah. But then they did those a bit better when Stormblood came out, I believe. And then, yeah. like I said, Raubon and, and, and Pippin um, held us up. So I'm sure they're going to be looking at choke points there as well. And Yeah, and then Aurori also has to bring up, you know, Red Chocobo Gate. Yeah. I mean, that one's still a thing, so that may be working as intended. Well, no, yeah, I was well, to say, that wasn't... Uh, yeah, the, that was just because they hurt. Well, the biggest issue was the fact that they hurt and people were doing them at the same time. Right, so but you I, unless not... you hey, on Ultras we formed a line. Oh, it's like back when they added adventuring fellows in FF11. Yeah, we had a queue. Yeah, People stood in the queue waiting to spawn their retro hobos. I mean, you're British. You guys are good at queuing. That's what you do for a living. 
I, I play on an NA server. I made sure there was a queue, though. Excellent. I was walking up and down going, you know, that did not queue. Yeah, Moogle Quest, I have to agree, it wasn't a problem for me either. You know, ranged to DPS. It was great. It was a pain in the ass for me as Monk. So, oh, yeah, you just be like, Arm of the Destroyer, hope it hits. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I might expect there to be some new one, but yeah. I... Uh, and speaking of which, this came up in a discussion recently I just wanted to share. People have always asked about why... Uh, the uh, Vesper Bay and the Waking Sands don't have an Aetherite in them. And it was pointed out, there's a decent chance that statue of Lolo Rito was originally intended to be an Aetherite. But consider having that as a space w that's kind of like the hub, where everyone AFKs. While you have new pl newer players coming in and trying to run their stuff, imagine the lag and slowdown and crashing. Uh, well, I mean, it's not that far away in Horizon. Right. But I mean, uh, if it, it, the argument made was if there was an etherite at that actual location, that would pretty much encourage people uh, to AFK there a lot more and yeah. cause a lot of bottlenecking in terms of server performance. Plus, then we wouldn't have a cool statue of Lotteria. There's that too. Side bonus. Yeah. Yeah, because we all need a statue of Lola Rito just we do. existing. I need one in real life. I, I need one it outside of, my house. We all want one of Taleji at Aleji. Get over it. Come on. <laughs> well, God, if we're going like that, then like, I want a Shantoto. Come on. It'd be <laughs> half be the, the price. I want a Shantoto. <laughs> like, that'll be the thing for the uh, next collector's edition. Both a real-life uh, full-size statue of Lola Rito for your front yard and one for your in-game house front yard that also takes up the entirety of a place. I would Google pay. Quest just had the best idea. Set Limpsus your free port, take the 30 guild boat, and then you're there. Yeah, yeah. that's actually what I did. Yeah. I never thought about that. I mean, most people forget about that little boat port, but eh. yeah. They're lost. But then I also don't have the Aether rights to unlock in Limsa, so. Because chili. <laughs> so, <sighs> so, what did you guys think of the keynote otherwise? It was everything I was expecting. So nothing, nothing major. <laughs> Twenty-four man makes me want to buy near. I thought about it. Yeah, but it's... I feel like I. Go ahead, Terry. I feel like I should finally, uh, like, I've been getting, uh, hearing more and more about how awesome it is. Like, I should finally just bite the bullet and uh, go for it. It apparently yeah. is deeply on crack, and I can appreciate that. I don't have near Automa. Yeah, it is an amazing game. I've heard it's so good, Moogle. Uh, remember, you've probably got till October to buy it, so don't rush out. Buy it and play it. Yeah. So, I'm but kind of bad at that lately. Yeah. So you got till October, probably. Like I said, aside from that announcement, I really wasn't all that impressed by this this particular keynote. I was impressed. I got everything I was expecting. Um, yeah. So. I think that is one thing people are often saying, oh, they should have given us more hints and revealed more stuff. It's like, the more they do at one, the less they have for another. Unless they have for the launch. You yeah. want some surprises for when the game comes out. If we want more after it's over, then they did their job right. Yeah. 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 Though I uh, there was a guy, uh, one of the head chefs at the French Laundry, who talked about that with his, uh, his meal planning stuff. For each course, it should be just enough 
so you feel like you want a little more, and then you got the right amount. Because if you got too much, you're going to feel full and like you don't want any more. Perfect, perfect analogy. Well, I think for me, the biggest, uh, my biggest disappointment with it was the fact that I fell asleep through it because I was so freaking tired. It was also at like, what, 4 a.m.? It was, yeah, 3 a.m. for us. Um, I hadn't slept yet, and I was up at 4 a.m. the previous morning. That's yeah, on I, you, dude. No, that, that was on, on really call. See... Oh, God, <laughs> that's true. Ugh. You, you remember that night, don't, don't you? I still don't really see the point of watching it live at that point. Like, I watched it, but yeah. that's because I was having... Yeah, so, I, mean, like, I was having depression insomnia. I was already awake. It's not gonna, hey, Sarah, it's so a, was I. That's why I was... Woo! Listless high-five as we think about our life choices. West Coast is best coast. I recorded yeah. a bit of work to game during the live stream that's why i was up yeah but it was I mean, also 9 a.m for me so i mean like it's not coming out right this second it's not gonna yeah. make that much of a difference if you find it out a couple hours later yeah. i figured you know what i was already up might as well stay up for two more hours so but then so i did a quick stream got some, you know talked with some people figure out what are your guys' well, thoughts? I'm sorry, on it? but saying that you did a quick stream sounds like you went to the bathroom really fast. Yeah, I went to a quick. I did a quick stream, and then I did a podcast. <sighs> exactly. Piss you off. You're fired. Just think, he wanted me as a co-host from a cannon. Hey, about that chaotic evil thing that we were talking about. Earlier. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, he's no longer lawful evil. Yeah, just don't let the streams touch. Hey, hey, hey. Like, uh, I object to the chaotic part. Okay, you're, is... you're neutral evil. You just want to see evil. I mean, who doesn't, Moogle? It's, that's... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yeah. Um, then, 24 hours later, uh, was Live Letter 49. And again, thank... This is the one I ignored, because I knew I'd be bored. Yeah, I, I didn't watch this one either. I... I caught up with the uh, um the summaries so again i'm uh, thanking uh gamer escape and nova Crystallis for their coverage of this go check out a for radio which is part of gamer escape by fusion x every yeah. week now a lot of the actual stuff was more confirmation of dates and the exact timeline yeah. thing nothing really new just no, I was shocked how, how fast next patch was i wasn't expecting hydratos next week yep so patch 4.55 february 12th oh, next tuesday if you're watching live. Oh, Hydro City, as I like to call it. Bad the cool music from Hydro City. That was one of my favorite Sonic levels. Mm. So we're all going to be hated and spin in circles levels. confirmed? You never Gotta played go Hydro back. City. Casino Night Zone, that gives me nightmares, Moogle. I still, ha I still cry in the shower as I remember those things that go up and down. Welcome to Go Fast Radio, guys. If anyone's ever played Sonic 3, they know what I mean. And they will also cry in the shower, screaming exactly at night. What you mean. Fear. See? Tal he, he knows. So I played a lot of Sonic 3. Hi, Datos. <laughs> oh, yeah, Eureka I, exists. I should unlock that someday. It sure um, does. When they showed the clip of it, one thing that hadn't been apparent from a lot of the pictures and the like is watching the water flowing upwards into the sky. Like, as they were just walking around, that one little detail being off, it just felt so wrong. It was, like, un subtly unsettling. Gotta love those water rises, huh? 
They're not waterfalls. They're water rises. Them, them some awkward molten chalice. Oh, Julia's banned. Yay! See you guys next week. Um. So they talked about what the uh, public dungeon is going to be, the Baldasian art, our arsenal. Which, given the Final Fantasy V references, having a building with sealed up weaponry and whatnot inside, kind of perfect there. Uh, you're going to be have up to fifty six players in there. Um, <laughs> you are not going to be able to revive in the dungeon. That's a lie. You can revive. You just can't revive with certain actions. Well, okay, the, uh, resurrection magic is prohibited. I'm going to guess that Logos Rays will be allowed, and Phoenix Downs probably also. But and I'm going to... It will yeah. be something where there's a lot of a uh, lot of limitations on it. Yeah. The 56 yeah. number is kind of interesting, actually. Well, it's half yeah. of 144. No, it isn't. There isn't? No, it's half not. Half of 144 is 72. Yeah. Yeah, so 50, yeah, so fifty-six is an odd number. Yes, yeah, it it's an even it's, number, but it's, it's uh, seven groups of eight, which yeah, is odd. Yeah, it's a, like normally you're seeing something where it's a power of two yeah. or something where you've got like a, oh the power of three will set us free. Yeah, but something like that. So having it as seven groups is a little weird. I don't know if there's a technical reason for that or if there's some uh, thing in terms of the design, but that. Just with how you saw entity and powers of two or powers of two with some threes multiplied in, that left out of me instantly. And I'm really oh, curious what's going on with that. There, Roboto. Yeah. Check your phone connection. Well, it's Scott, I agree. It might have some like powers of dead and heaven on high, where you'll um, have a resurrection, a resurrection, not um, Cam? but you know, the um, like, oh, those little things you click. The cairn. Yeah. I thought you said camp, sorry. Nope, <laughs> nope Karen. Yeah. Uh, um, but hey, at least we'll get to fight our favorite villain. Oh yeah, they did show uh, um, Absolute Virtue. They sure did, and now I'm going to go and cry. So do you think we're going to have like Jailer of Love and all that other stuff? Well, too? they mentioned all the... Uh, they mentioned most of the stuff before that, didn't they? Like you need truth, you need persistence, you need all that lot. That's what some of the words they use when announcing him. So, so we're gonna need pop items to open this up, or maybe not pop items, but there will be something yeah. reminiscent of. Given yeah. that a lot of the other stuff has been reminiscent of old FF11 stuff, wouldn't they, be surprising. They did say it's going to require a lot of uh, teamwork and coordination to unlock this area. Well, you got to remember, Yurik already has yeah. Fates with NMs, yeah. so it wouldn't be surprising yeah. that if there's so many NMs in the Fates were references to the uh, Absolute Virtue, you got to yep. kill those to do something to do those, yep. those weird laser things. You also have to have finished the storyline. Yeah. Yes, could you be? It's an instance within an instance. It's no. basically emergency missions. It's not an instance because it's public and it's going to be open within, yeah, it, with the whole thing. It, it's, it's not it, like the it's emergency mission. It's a separated area. It's an instance, though, is because... It, is it an instance? You, well, you can only have 56 people in there, and you've got more than 56 people in Eureka. I just, that's Remember, you've got weird. 124 in Eureka. Okay. I thought maybe it was... When they say public dungeon, I'm thinking more like uh, Shaposhe. No, because you've got 56 people that can go in the dungeon, but you've got 124 people in your Eureka zone. Is it so, 144, right? 144, 144, yeah. that's it, yeah. But still, that's more than 
56. So technically it's an instance. So. See, I thought it was going to be on in the same instance server, but it only allows some people to, to pass I, the gate. Yeah. I don't think we actually know at this point. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, that was my assumption of it. But there'll be a well, cap you know on how many they... people that can get in. So it's, you know, that's what I'm talking Yeah, it's not an instance, but it kind of is. Because you're still, if you're not in that 56, you're not getting in. Yeah. And you know what they say about assuming, Klaus? What they say about assumptions? About but makes that's about a you and umption. Nope. Yep, that's what may happen. We make an assumption. Yeah, I was going for a joke, and then you overrode <laughs> it with your own. Yep. Punk. Because it because it's funnier. Anyway. Um, oh oh oh! You did not. You did. We're not. also getting uh, a new Rival Wings map. We're getting the Hidden Gorge. Lots of gobbies. By the way, we we mentioned we got to mention something about Eureka. Yeah, we don't care about Eureka. Uh, does no, anybody no. play Rival Wings at all? I'm going Look, to try just, the new map. Look, I just want to finish just the fact that you don't, by the way, you do not need to enter the dungeon to finish your weapon. It's for those that are worried that you have to do the, the hard dungeon to get the weapon. You do not need to do the dungeon no. for your your relic weapon. No, that is just for um, more things to do within Eureka. Yeah, we don't know what it is here. I'm going to guess it might be the armor. Yeah, probably. Or some other anyway, cool stuff. Maybe we'll now we can go back now. to Rival Bings. Which is it called it? Rival Bings? Yeah, Rival Bings. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Because it's out there <laughs> and nobody utilizes it? Yeah. Out! <laughs> Could you be more useful? No! PvP <laughs> in this game is not good. Hey, I, I like the look of this Rival Wings, if I'm honest. I like the idea of the choo-choo trains and the goblin mercenaries. Yes, I think that's cool. Uh, Kujibi, if you want to try Rival Wings, check the party finder. Uh, there's a primal group every... Friday and every Saturday so often. Friday, and they, they're doing it right now, I think. So... Like there must be some people doing it. I just feel like maybe the communities that focus on PvP a lot don't necessarily cross well, over with the other end game stuff. Reddit actually has a group that does it like on the Friday and Saturday. So if you want to try it, then you can try and t team it up with them for it. Yeah. And it is usually Friday and Saturday nights. Um, and I guess that when mm -hmm. I did rival wings, uh, the Astragalos, I think they call it. I like yeah. that. I like being the robots and, and trudging across in uh, um, brute justice. And now so it fun. sounds like you'll get some of that along with occasional getting hit by a train. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm probably, like probably going to jump in front of the train for the lulls. I mean, everyone I found who had been hit by a train, none of them said they didn't like it. Yeah. 100%. It's nobody said they did good. either. Oh, and this is why I encourage people to read How to Lie with Statistics. Confirmation bias sure is a thing. And they, they told me they like. I've also heard they they traveled a lot. <sighs> All right, so that's what we uh, get on yeah, Tuesday. Um, patch four point five six they announced for late March. I'm assuming it's going to be before uh, Japan Fan Fest. After. You think it's going to be after? Yeah. I would. Uh, eh. So you think it's going to be right after Japan Fan Fest, huh? For which bit? Like the 26th of, of March is what you're guessing? That seems likely. 
I'd like to see it the week the week before, but that's late. That's late, though. You would. What else would you say late? They have a weird definition of like early, mid, and late. So if yeah. it says late, it's like after the twentieth, almost every single time. Yeah, I mean that's where I put it. Whether it's in like the first ten days, the middle ten days, or the last ten days. Exactly. And then February shows up. Yeah, we well, can hand wave. Don't think the nineteenth is close enough to late. It'll be like the one second because the Japan's fan fest is the twenty third, twenty third, and twenty fourth. I mean, that yeah. doing it that way also means that one of the things you do at Japan Fan Fest can be to show off what you're going to be able to do after this weekend. Yeah. So it'll be the 26th of March, which will be the last week of March, which is late March. Yeah. The, the reason I was thinking it was going to come out beforehand was the fact that I think that the uh, the actual um, raid has something to do with the end of the story. Well, yeah, I've said that to many people, so I think it does. They're not going to be... If, if the patch is coming out after FanFest... They're not going to be able to show the raid. Yeah, that's fine. They don't really show the raid anyway until patch day. So we'll just get a teaser image. We knew Omega. They'll drop, they'll, they'll drop vague hints about it. Like they yeah. showed Omega, but they, we didn't know anything about how Omega connected into what was going on. Yeah. Just that Omega. We didn't see the anything in Omega either. We just saw a mega raid coming, and then that was it. But we knew about Omega because of the patch. That had just dropped before FanFest. But we still didn't really know what connected. No, but we knew, like, I'm, I'm saying we knew of Omega. <laughs> eh, but uh, we knew of Omega, but that didn't, still didn't really have any type of meaningful spoiler. I feel like you're just trying to force the logic here. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'll, 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 see the re we'll see the update on the last. So you don't think they're going to announce the, uh, the raid during FanFest? No. They'll announce the title of the raid, or they'll have a, like a picture of it, but that'll be it. Yeah, I'm with Chili on this one. And I don't think it's going to have anything to do with story. I think they just probably weren't done at that point. <laughs> the raids of order. No, it's going to be a. It's going to be a, a. Yeah, it's going to be a spoiler, but not a spoiler. It's going to be a spoiler once we realize what it is, but it's not going to be a spoiler until we know what it is. Right. Anyway, late March, um, we will get the uh, conclusion of the main storyline for Stormblood. Yeah. Uh, we will get the finale of the Beast Tribe quests for Stormblood, which means we're going to get the uh, um, that uh, Makote in the uh, banana hammock again. Which means I could YouTube the, the, the cutscene. Just do the Beast Tribe quests, Chili. Seriously, they're fun, and they're a great way to level your crafters. If you do the uh, um, Namazu, I did Namazu, but I'm not doing any other beast tribe. It's like I did Moogles. I didn't do any other beast tribe. <sighs> I am not a beast tribe person, but I started doing the Rum Reborn ones, and they're awful. Don't touch but, like them. Moogles and Namazu are fine. Yeah, Moogles and Namazu is the best. All the others are boring. I like the story we got from the other. Beast tribes, especially the uh, the Voth. You helped them make an adventurer's guild. Yes, they tried so hard. I thought that they, <laughs> the the storyline on those was really good. Oh, pass. <sighs> it's well, cool. Chili. You and I are going to sit over here 
by ourselves and just hate. Should we stare that at him with, with glaring eyes, Sarah? Uh, I'm going to be going more for pitying, but you do you. <laughs> um, and then uh, we'll be getting uh, the final Hildebrand quests for Stormblood as well. Which means Remember, I'm actually going to do the, the, the Hildebrand, Hildebrand quests. I can talk. I'm the monster that has loved Hildebrand since the very beginning. So oh. I'm excited for that. No, I I love it too. It yeah. just they've been so short. When I would do them in Heavensward, it's like okay, it took me five minutes. Now what? Yeah, I'm waiting. Yeah, so I could do them all at once, like a exactly. season, like a Netflix binge. It. Yes. Yeah, and you'll get a fight at the end of this one. Maybe you'll get a fight at the end of this one, or in the middle of it, or at some location of point in time of it. Yeah, so that's why I've been holding off on it, so I can enjoy it for maybe 30 minutes instead of five. That's what she said. Yeah, there's a sex metaphor in here that I really don't <laughs> want to try to tease out. Don't worry, I did it. Maybe something yeah, Patrick? you teased it out. That's, that's <laughs> the whole plan, yeah. isn't it? I mean, teasing it out makes it, does it, makes it extend it longer. So. All right, yeah. 4.57. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to ignore Chili for the rest of yeah, the podcast. That, um, that is the correct move. Uh, we're going to be getting world visits. Yeah, thank God. Um, and they've been putting the framework in for that. You can see the little things indicating which world you're yeah. on. Like, they've had the framework set up. Yep, tells. I'll so say what world you're on, even if you're on the same world as the person you're telling. If you go check a link, that... Charlotte warned you as well that you can't use it cross-world. Yeah, lots of little like weird pieces of warning that's like, hey, you can't yeah. do this, you can't do this. It's like, I'm not leaving Hyperion, I just want to go to the aft castle. Yep, and then 4.58, they just say various adjustments as needed before uh, the end of... Or just the... like, smoothing patches stuff. Like, yep. Hot like fixes. Like Monk. Deleting Monk. Buffing Monk. Um, Buffing bad Monks. Yay, like they did already. By deleting them. Uh, they finally uh, announced... Hey, nothing. God. All monks get free samurais. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> that's it's basically the same class. <sighs> this has been Hot Takes with Tallies. What? <laughs> no, I, I'm not faulting you. I like Hot Takes. They're funny. Um, they finally announced the Final Fantasy XV collaboration mid-April. Ooh, baby. And there's a lot of angry people already. A lot of angry people. Because uh, cars don't belong in my game. Be Can angry. I? I get a car. I'm so happy that I get a car. Yeah, I, I've wanted the four-person mount for a long time. I'm very happy. Uh, I'm telling you now, though. By the way, it's gonna be a grind. If you think if you think um, Yokai Watch was hell, this is gonna make that. Hey, look. I did Yokai Watch twice. Thank you. I did it too, you as are well. Insane, dude. I don't know why you did that twice. I did it twice, but I'm gonna say now that this is gonna make Yokai Watch look easy. There is no way they're gonna give out a four-person mount for free and not make it hell. I, I just appreciate that it apparently each seat has its own different set of poses. Yeah. And if you have a Lalafell driving, all four people are holding the Lalafell up. 
<laughs> I cannot wait for that. <laughs> I just, it, was... Whatever it is, it's going to be amusing and hilarious, and I can't all, wait. All I know is I wish it would, like, scale to the owner, because then I want a little Lalafell cart and then go around with, like, Rogadins <laughs> in the back. If that's the case, I want the Rogadin to be pushing the car wherever we go. <laughs> Carrying it'll it. Be like, it'll be like the intro. <laughs> exactly the it's the gladiators the when they're all pushing the car at the beginning of the game if you watch the trailer for this uh crossover you are pushing the car so i can't wait till my lala fells at the back trying to push the car oh my god i yeah, cannot wait i'm a car nerd in addition to a gamer so like this yeah. is just right in my wheelhouse and i'm so excited final 14 car insurance which will probably be owned by sid no actually rowena rowena It'd be owned by Rowena for sure. It's a way to make money by not doing anything. It's owned by Rowena. It's it's uh it's Geico. It's the Garlemald Empire Insurance Company. How long did it take you to get that one? Because that was really good. About three seconds. Good job. Well, he makes a good joke, and the first thing you do is Wow. Wow. Geico ad game. Yeah. We will. Hey, it's a new quest. Nope, Geico ad. Uh, no, to be fair, I, I hope we get cup noodle hats. I was about to say cup noodles. <laughs> I, I want hope that's I a want, thing. I want, I want it to actually be a consumable item in the game that you can buy. That gives a stat bonus. Even if it's like a no, minor stat bonus. You have to buy cup noodle to get a code for cup noodle. <laughs> I, would, I would do that. I would make that happen. Just like the Mrs. Counting. Freshly's thing. So on our next episode of the prep table, uh, we're going to be talking about how to make cup noodle. <laughs> I would love to see that this episode. Can I be here? Of course I'll be here. We'll, we'll play. We'll play the the Final Fantasy 15 ad that they put into it. Cup oh, noodle. Oh, that thing is a work of beauty. <laughs> it sure is something. Anyway, um, then the the second half of the live letter covered. Uh, um, Ayumi Namai's uh, um, character design stuff. There was some interesting things in there, but I think we have enough to cover uh, that we'll just kind of skip over that. What's it was very you good. To talk about? All I know is head designs were some of the best designs I've seen. That oh, rope yeah. looks amazing. I mean, if you're interested, I like. I wish the rope had the hood because I know everyone's like, "Oh, I don't like hoods covering my character's face." I made some. I like me some good hoods. Give me hoods, Square Enix. If they can visor, I can see it. Like, sometimes you want to be mysterious. I want to look spoopy. I mean, if you don't want the hood, glamour something else over it. But Give I, me my hoods. I believe um, the um, Nova Crystallis article covered some of this as well. So if you want to check that out in there, they uh, talk about what uh, um, Namai talked um went over with her designs also remember we saw the red mage af oh god Black mage that was, AF. the red mage af was beautiful i love uh, the two different styles that came out of it for the for males and females we saw the paladin af we saw the that machinist af sick. and the samurai af yeah the samurai af looked really good all right anything else we want to talk about with that before we move on I also want to look like an Organization 13 member, you ask her. I want to look like an Akatsuki member. <laughs> yes, very much true. <laughs> Only if I'm playing Hitachi. Datibayo. Monks get Sharon Gun confirmed. 
<laughs> Are you gonna get an arm full of them, like Donzo? No, that's what ninjas get. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. So, um, there were also a couple of press conferences. Um, first one that I'm gonna cover. I want also want to throw a shout out to the uh, the subreddit. Um, they actually did a, some very nice coverage of the um, not only the press conference after the keynote, but there was also a uh, an interview from uh, who was it from again? Two seconds, Game Watch that we're going to be talking about here. Um, so first, uh, the first question that jumped out at me was uh, asking about uh, if. Uh, Uematsu-san was going to be composing a song for Shadowbringers, uh, as he did with uh, the previous uh, games. And at this point, I said, uh, we're not able to give an answer um, because of uh, um, Uematsu's uh, health. Hasn't been the greatest lately. He has been getting better, but uh, um, he's not really working at full force at this point. And uh, the fact that they're still working on the... uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's taking a lot of, uh, or will be taking Uematsu-san's time. So they probably won't be getting a theme from him in this expansion. It's a pity, but given the health complications he's been having, it's not unexpected. His health is way more important. Like, we all love him for the music, mm-hmm. we all have memories attached to it, but his health is so much more important than a song for a expansion, honestly. And we do have Soken. It's true. Soken's amazingly good. Yes. I th- Like, I th- minor heresy, but there are some things where I actually like Soken's stuff a bit better. When do we get Yasunori Mitsuda? That's what I want to know. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, that'll be like, hey guys, remember Chrono Trigger from 1995? It's that guy. That'd be a hard sell. <laughs> I'm telling you yeah. now that Chrono, t- Chrono Trigger will be the 6.0. Right. I, I will I, lose my mind. I will actually eat a hat on stream if that happens. That would be amazing. If they do, like, I, that would be the type of thing where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so hopeful, but oh my gosh, they need to get this right. Yeah. I mean, I don't off the top of my head have a uh, reason to believe they wouldn't, but it would definitely be the. You need to do this justice, or else I am going to be so sad. Sarah, I'd like to point you at Surge, Kid, and the Radical Dreamers franchise. You're just making up words now. Nope. You're making up words. <laughs> Everybody's making up words. Also, to be fair, like the music from that game was just amazing. There's just other issues. Oh, absolutely. Is it making All up right, words? So back what's it made? Back on track before we get completely down this rabbit. All right. Oh, yeah. I will go on like a 20-minute digression about this one. So if you look at how Final Fantasy XIV has evolved over the years, <laughs> what was the most important lesson of the development for you and your team? And what do you think was the most important achievement with which you could regain the confidence of the Final <laughs> Fantasy fans? Um, and then he goes on to answer, one of the biggest lessons learned, and this is not necessarily just for 14, but overall for the company, uh, people around the world want, people around the world wait for our latest games that Square Enix publishes, and I feel that's very important to sort of face that kind of expectation, to look at it and make sure that we are responding to that sort of expectation. 
to give it our best so that we can perform and deliver on that. And I believe very strongly um, as a whole, they've shifted. Um, so we're focused on that aspect and continue to pursue those kinds of aspirations for 14. So basically it's make, getting the games out. That answer is kind of weird, isn't it? It, it was I mean, I a, um, uh, it was basically a uh, translated answer. So, I mean, the impression I got from that is it's sort of a this is something that people have high expectations about. They wait eagerly for like, uh, like school and work attendance numbers drop when a new one comes out. So there's a lot of hype around it, and also a lot of strong expectations. And you can't just phone it in with the idea that well, whatever we make, they'll buy. Yeah, a lot of that is actually just kind of urban legend, though. Too, I don't think that it actually goes down that much when a new uh, um, Dragon then, War or Dragon Quest game comes out. It's a, it is one that's plausible enough. Like the fact that it's even a uh, seems vaguely plausible, I think, uh, is something that ties in with just how beloved and uh, the series is, uh, is and how much people really care about it. Okay, fair enough. So now this next question talks about the uh, the new 24-man raid. How d how does a whole near Automata raid happen? Was it your idea, Saito's, or Yoko Taro's idea? Uh, you want to read this one, Talas? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sorry, I had to step away for one second. Oh, oh good thing you're back. We were putting on the, on the spot if you weren't there. Nope, I'm good. All right, so... <clears throat> First and foremost, one of the catalysts of this idea was that all around the world there were players that were requesting near Automata costumes, so that was one of the first reasons. As mentioned earlier, we do not have an end, so to speak, for an MMORPG, but at the same time, we do want to have change happen within the game as well. And if we were to continue with the same staff member and same staff designers, we may potentially end up with having have a similar pattern of how we deliver content. God, that's a long sentence. Yeah. All right. Uh, but at the same time, it would be too much risk if we were to take the system and change it overall. So what I thought was going to bring in creators to have a different mindset, and then maybe we will be able to deliver a different kind of content than you've ever seen in Final Fantasy XIV. That's why I thought about working with these creators through these Alliance raid dungeons, to bring the players something that we wouldn't be able to achieve with just fourteen. That's why we decided to work with guest creators. With the collaboration, it was around the time of Nier Automata being released, and Saito-san had approached Yoshi P to do some kind of collaborative work together. Considering how we make plans for 14 way in advance, and we had everything laid out, doing something so impactful working with Nier Automata, I didn't want something that was half-boiled. I wanted something that had impact, bleh, that, ha that had that impact to make sure we had robust content and to have Yoko Taro involved as well, so we can bring that surprise to our players. I thought it would be very interesting to do so that way, and we were talking about it over some drinks. That's how the conversation got started. Alcohol. Any sort of surprising collaborative... Yeah, alcohol. The best conversation lubricant ever. Any sort of surprising collaborative effort. There was always some kind of getting drinks or alcohol involved <laughs> in the discussion. <laughs> so, Nier Automata was a drunken idea confirmed. I mean, if you look at the guys that are working on Nier, you look at their other credentials, they've worked on Dragon Quest. They've worked on a bunch of amazing titles. Oh, yeah. But this is the one that they've decided to put into 14, so it's going to be really interesting to see how they do this. I think it's an interesting idea. Like I said, for me personally, the the thought of putting near into the game kind of came out of left field. But uh, I guess I think Agreed. it could be a really interesting and uh, you know 
it could give us a, a, a totally different reason to run the raids. You know, like I said, I haven't actually played any games within the near universe, whether it's near Automata, Drakengard. I haven't touched those. I'm hoping that they. I haven't put either. It, I'm just hoping they put it into the game and make it accessible for those of us who have not seen it. But in the same vein, maybe they're trying to push us towards those games. They got to oh, October I've... to play it. So. And I, I don't think it's even necessarily trying to push towards it as just, hey, there's some amount of overlap. And we know, like, yeah. I know that there's a number of people who have played them. Uh, I know with the Return to Evil East stuff, a lot of people went back and gave Final Fantasy Tactics a try because yeah. they got introduced to it. So it may be just be, hey, there's a significant amount of overlap. They serve kind of the same audiences. So we think that there'll be some enjoyment of it. And maybe some people will go and try out the old ones. And that's a bonus. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just really hoping that there will be some comprehension and understanding of what we're getting in the raid, though, for those of well, you who mean, haven't played with, it. Well, I mean, because with, like, three, October to buy it. But I'm saying, there, I'm not going to buy it. That's what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Uh, if you go I mean, in with not buying it, then it's like, okay, well, then it has yeah. to stand alone. The story has to stand whole. If you've never played Final Fantasy three ever, does Crystal Tower work? If you've never played Tactics or Twelve, does the yeah. Evilese raids work? They had to do that, but those were within the Final Fantasy mm -hmm. banner. Yeah. Bringing in Nier, that's the new part, is they're bringing in a totally yeah. new franchise. And yeah. I'm going to have to say that, that, you know, going back to your question, yes, um, for those of people who have not played previous Final Fantasy games, whether it was 3, 12, Tactics, I think their implementation of those 24-man raids and the uh, storylines that derive from those previous games actually did stand alone well enough to make sense within the 14 universe and still be entertaining. And I had no idea what was going in the 24-man raid, so I skipped it. I never played 12 or Tactics, so it all went over my head. Oh, you, you, but you just skipped, you just said you skipped the cutscenes, though. I watched some of the cutscenes, but once the story had no, I had no idea what was going on in the story, I just started skipping so, so for you, it actually did go over your head, and you didn't, yeah. and you it didn't engage you. No, because I had no idea what twelve and tactics were. Well, I mean, did you need to know what twelve and tactics were to enjoy the story on its own merits? I feel like a lot of it, yeah. I disagree with you there. I don't think you did need it. I didn't play tactics. I played twelve, so I understood those <laughs> references. But like I said, I. I did know a little bit about tactics, but like I said, I've never played it. So I, I guess I understood what Lukavi were. I understood, you know, a little bit of that, but I don't think that yeah. you necessarily needed to have that knowledge. Um, you maybe got more out of it if you did, but again, that's just my thought. So yeah, I'm just telling everyone, if you want to really enjoy the near raid, you're going to have to play near. I hope that's not the case. And I'll be very disappointed if it is. I think my expressions to um, two tactics and 12, like I played both, but it's been so long since I played tactics and I didn't really care for it. And then 12 was okay, but I liked the narrative more than I liked the gameplay. But then you come into this and I go, okay, what do I remember? What do I remember playing in tactics advanced two after work when I was in college? Like that was like, that was years ago. So like I got something out of it, but it wasn't until I kind of started looking through all of my FFTCG cards and saw all the tactics characters. And I was like, Oh, these two cards interact. Oh, these two characters interact in this story. Okay. So I'm able to get those connections, but without those, 
eh, the story works, but it's definitely not as meaningful if you don't have those that backfield knowledge. Yep. And I'm going to say, I, I think the Crystal Tower, like I said, the implementation of how the story was told within Final Fantasy XIV was very different enough from what you actually got in Final Fantasy III. So, like I said, you may have understood the references of the characters if you played three, but I don't think, like I said, it was required to enjoy the story that they told within 14. Oh, no. That's because they fit in the lore a lot better. Yeah, Crystal Tower was a weird one because Crystal Tower was, for lack of a better term, a post-game dungeon in three because it was optional and you didn't really need to go do it. So, like, it'd be like, oh, welcome to Final Fantasy 14. The only things you need to know about are... Final Coil of Bahamut, uh, Omega, and Alexander. It's like, no, there's like Scions, and there's stuff going on, but the Crystal Tower was all endgame. So having that add-on piece brought into 14 as an add-on piece, it wasn't as many deviations off of where it originally came from, and I think that helped it a lot. What about your thoughts, Sarah? I mean, I don't feel super qualified to talk on this because... I regularly revisit Final Fantasy Tactics, and it was like it was both fresh in my brain, and it's been done enough times that like it is very indelibly in there. So I'm not sure I could separate the experience for someone who's not necessarily as familiar with it because I'm just so so steeped in a lot of that past stuff that it's hard for me to imagine what it would have been like without it. I really cannot imagine how it would have landed. As someone who really loved the tactic stuff, like I was squeeing with delight through most of the dungeons, seeing this reference to this uh, character or to these abilities, or seeing how they worked uh, some mechanic into the FF14 setting. I loved every moment of it, but a good chunk of that was from seeing this reference to something I knew really intimately. Yeah, and I'm seeing in chat Rory saying that uh, she believes half the player base ignores the story, which she's probably not wrong. Um, biting and, my tongue, biting and, my tongue. And then I'm there's with you, oh, I'm with you oh. And then there's Moogle Quest who's saying they talk to every NPC. So I mean, that's <laughs> two very different play styles right there. The secret is to talk to every and talk to everyone who does not have the quest progression marker. Talk to the quest progression marker, then talk to everyone again because frequently it has changed. Block out some time for this. Get some popcorn, you know, nice glass of wine. The, the, if you're getting inebriated, you're not going to be able to follow what's going on. I said yeah, a glass. I didn't say, well, then again, you suppose it could be a really big glass. You could call the bottom oh, a glass. Like, usually a glass and a half has me giggling. I'm a lightweight. Well, then get smaller glasses. Drink some water. That way you'll be hydrated. Stay hydrated, fam. Everyone drink more water. Yes. All right. But I've just finished my bottle of water, so I'm sad. We can go get more. Um, I'll go get in a little bit. All right. So then the next question that I put in there is also kind of related to this. Uh, The previous Alliance raid, Return to Ivalice, was the first proper collaboration. And with that, we saw the story take us out of Eorza into somewhere else. With a new one, with Yokotaro going near, uh, are we going to see the story more focused on near? And what do you think that Yokotaro could be mad enough to put into con- a continuation beyond 100 hours of your game? Uh, Sarah, you want to read this one? Sure. I can say, at least with this Alliance raid, we are going to have Yorha, Dark Apocalypse, happen within the realm of Final Fantasy XIV. And we are going to start to make that transition very smooth and natural. 
In terms of how these worlds cross over, is something we'd love for the players to find out for themselves. Anything beyond that, I think it depends on how Yoko Taro writes his part of the story. So I'm hoping to make an opportunity for the three of us, Saito-san, Yoko Taro, Yoshi P, to sit down and discuss what this is going to entail. And it's going to do something that's going to really scar the players. I can almost guarantee it. Well, yes. <laughs> I still love that that uh, thing that he posted for the recent anniversary, I think it was, where he pointed out that uh, interesting numeric uh, property. Oh, do I need to find this? You're losing me. Are oh, you talking okay. about the... Uh, it came out this day and then this day and yes. then this day. But yeah. actually, me it means here. nothing. Hang, hang on, let me find it. Yeah. It was a fairly fast one. Here we are. Square Enix has asked me for a comment to mark the announcement of the Nier Automata Game of the Yorha edition. Now that you mention it, Nier Automata was first released on the 23rd of February 2017 in Japan, 7th of March 2017 in America, and on the 10th of March 2017 in Europe. I have noticed something bizarre and fascinating about these numbers. If you write these days out in long form as 20170223, 20170307, and 20170310, and then add all three numbers together, you get 60510840. If you take that total, split the digits in two down the middle, making 6051 and 0840, and then subtract the second number from the first, unbelievably, you get 5211. That's right, a number completely devoid of all meaning. <laughs> Just like life, really, isn't it? God oh, damn God. it. Uh, <sighs> Yoko Taro. Thank you, Yoko yeah. Taro. Math. Like he has said repeatedly for things like, yeah, well, you can do a crossover with that. If you give me money, it will do whatever. Yeah. Oh, I am looking forward to some type of brain-breaking, overly meta whatnots that are going to be great. Probably. All right, so Final Fantasy XIV takes a lot of inspiration from past Final Fantasy games. How important is it uh, to pay tribute to the series' history when implementing something relatively familiar like Gunbreaker? Chili, why don't you read that one? Yay! Of course, I don't feel that references and paying homage to past Final Fantasy is important. I have a different approach or a different way of thinking about utilizing elements from past Final Fantasy titles. I am myself a big fan of Final Fantasy. I played the very first Final Fantasy and continue to play since so I'm a very old-time fan. But looking at Final Fantasy, especially from Final Fantasy 7 beyond with each number title, there's a different world setting, Slow down, different dude. characters, etc. And those are good elements to games like that, but at the same time, I think they're bad elements as well. So with Final Fantasy XIV, especially with the relaunch of A Realm Reborn, I felt like that we we didn't have enough fans, fan service to people who enjoy the Final Fantasy series. More money, like girls. So I tried to compress as many of these kinds of Final Fantasy elements as I could and make a sort of theme park of Final Fantasy. So fans like me, old-time fans, as well as more recent fans I get to know Final Fantasy through some of the newer titles can all enjoy and play together. So that's why I kind of referenced the past Final Fantasy titles to pay these homages that's one of the reasons I do that. Man, how many times does he say Final Fantasy in this answer? Final Fantasy. Take a drink. No, actually don't, because you'll be dead by halfway through. <laughs> and Chili, remember, you don't have to race every time you read something. Uh, it makes it a little hard. In my head. <laughs> it makes it a little hard to understand you. Well, Chili is used to rushing through things. Hee <laughs> hee. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, we we've heard many times talking about that Final Fantasy fourteen is is a is you know it's a theme park MMO. It p- pays homage to the predecessors, um, and how it's here to celebrate the the uh, um, the series overall. You know, fan service. That's why we have bunny girls, duh. That's a different kind of fan service. This is my fan service. <laughs> this is my story. <laughs> this is my fan service. Ha! 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 Oh, they're going to kill us now, Chili. References. All right. How how do you decide which elements of Final Fantasy series you will integrate into the scenario, like with the, the uh, 12 raid? Um, it's a little, little difficult to say when you mention how we incorporate things. With the return to Ivalis, that was because uh, Yoshida talked with Matsuno-san about doing something that incorporates the world Ivalis into 14. Um, blah, blah, blah. Talking about an editor's note, clarification was requested, and the media outlet responded, asking the reason why they had incorporated the return to Ivalis as well as the Viera race. Okay. Um, like I said, this was all you know done by the subreddit, so I, I basically copied and pasted it in so we could go through it. Um, but anyway, continue on. Before we even decided to do Return to Evil East, uh, Yoshida had conversations with Matsuno about having him as a guest creator uh, to work with the, on the Final Fantasy XIV title and wanted him to join the creative process. The story was conceived by Matsuno, and there are elements of 12 that, that do appear in the Return to Evil East, uh, content, so it was more Matsuno's choice rather than Yoshi P's. Uh, as for the Viera race being announced, uh, that was not because of Return to Ivalice, but because of a lot of players asking for it. So they just kind of came together, but it wasn't necessarily one led to the other. It's because we're all lewd, terrible people. Because bunny butts. They sure do got dad ass, though. I will say that. They did a good job on the design of the characters. They sure did. Crickets? Last Crickets. time we spoke, I asked about the Vera coming to Final Fantasy fourteen, <laughs> and he said one of the problems was working with the designs to fit online. It didn't have MMRG, specifically the high heels. Could you detail some of the compromises you had to make at adding them into Shadowbringers? And it is said Stormblood. <laughs> Sarah, you want to talk about the, uh, the, sure. the the compromises? We definitely made a lot of trial and error. We took the time to experiment with how we depict that raised heel and see how it would fit into FF14 without having to change our base system and use expression or rendering techniques to depict that. If I go into the details that we put in on how we experimented and worked out, it would take a lot of time and would likely fill a whole development panel. I'm afraid I'm going to admit that for now, but I do feel that we're able to depict it we're in a good state to have the Viera appear in the game. And that's why we decided to announce that race being added. The race will feel very much like the Fran that you're familiar with, namely because I think the most prominent Viera is Fran at this moment. I hope the players will see the Viera show up in the game and feel that we have done a good job in representing them in the game. Once the players experiment with the character creation after the race is implemented, we hope you can find that for yourself as well. Also, remember, you won't have to wait until... um... Shadowbringers to try the race? Probably. Uh, they haven't confirmed we're going to be getting a... Uh, um, of course there's going to be a benchmark. Yeah, then they're probably going to add the character creator yeah. into it, but it hasn't been announced yet. Yeah. I'll be Until sure it's confirmed. Yeah. 
I mean, if it's going to follow previous iterations, yeah, we're going to get one, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then uh, fans are excited that Vieira is a new race, but I think that they're hoping we'll also get male Vieira. Can you comment on that, or even if they're going to be NPCs or not, or will we have to wait till Tokyo Fan Fest? Talas, you want to read this beautiful answer? Uh, yeah, let me... It's the last question before the last, the next... Uh... <laughs> the comment on that, wait till Tokyo Fan Fest... <laughs> Uh, eh, I don't like his answer. Can we just pretend that this isn't the real answer? Well, this is what That's he said, That's true. Though. We still do have the Tokyo Fan Fest ahead of us, Zip's mouth. And I thought like, that was on, the man. best answer I, ever. Come on, man. So, I mean, the, theori the plausible theorizing I've heard going on is the man is not stupid. He saw the shit show that happened last time there was any type of thing like this. I don't think he's so dumb as to be like, oh, yeah, we can just add female-only ones and they won't have a riot about it. Uh, <laughs> especially given that when they put Fran in on this one, they didn't do like they did with, I think, Yugiri at first. They just had it as a modified uh, here female skeleton that they later on went back and changed stuff on. They yeah. actually put Fran in with the, like, kind of hacked up whatever type thing to have it properly depicted. I would be deeply surprised if there weren't wasn't going to be something with male Fiera, but I would also reasonably expect that they are just not ready to go live with it. Like the assets aren't ready yet. Yeah, it's probably just not finished yet. Either the animations are not done or the art's just not finalized. The male like, bunny I, butt is too strong. I can't. Im I feel like he's the type who would prefer to wait a little bit, build up some hype, troll a little bit, and present a clean, finished product. Yeah. Unless the rumor was true. And we're getting Ronso? Yeah. <laughs> That's the male God, era. why? Because <laughs> well, everybody wants the, them the, Kamari glams. Remember the person that leaked um, all this information leaked the Ronso? So. I mean, if they know they've got a leaker, I wonder if they're uh, spreading around different things and seeing which ones leak out. No, that the guy who leaked everything of the previous stuff. No, they, I know. Yeah, but because of that, they might be putting in some false information. Well, even that. Well, it's not just. It, by the way, it might not just be false information, though. It could also no. be that the person that was leaking the stuff could have got the details like three months into creation, and then a month later they scrap. Yeah, or yep. it could be it could be yeah. a trap. Yeah, there's all sorts of things that could be going on. It feels a yeah. little premature to jump to on that, though I know oftentimes a lot, a lot of people I feel like really want... he's got too much right for it to be judged again. I mean, he got the 24-man raid right, you know, the previous one, and he got Blue Mage almost right. Like I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's someone who is intentionally trying to deceive or making up yeah. stuff for attention. It sounds like it's someone who, uh, whatever their source on their information, they have reason to believe it's legit. Yeah, most of it's that just data mining, though. Though yeah. that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean that they can't be wrong for other oh, reasons, yeah. even if they think that they do have the right info. Yeah. So it could be wrong. So it could not be. Well, anyway. what a helpful uh, set of st statements. Throw dingers Ronso. Yes. It could be a Ronso. <laughs> it could not be a Ronso. Sips mouth. <laughs> Zippity zip. All Please right. look forward to it. 
So, and then the other uh, interview that happened uh, was done with uh, Game Watch. This one was also uh, um, covered by the subreddit and uh, translated by them. So, thank you for that. Um, first question that I pulled from that is uh, I want to ask about something that we didn't see. We didn't get to see a single hint for the second new job. Why is that? Sarah? I don't know why you think there'll be a hint every time. <laughs> the, the fact that my t-shirts end up being hints is completely coincidental. It's not to make people speculate. Yeah, there's, still right. more than a month, there's still more than a month until Tokyo Fan Fest, so you need time to think about what job will be next. It's more fun that way, instead of already knowing the answer. The fact is that there's a lot we can't reveal because of lore reasons. We want the players to be surprised. Yeah, he's totally lying, right, Arori? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can see the point of, for instance, if you know that this particular job is going to be in there, that in and of itself could tell you something about what's going to be happening. Yeah, that's true. But the fact that he's saying his T-shirts are coincidental, that's bullshit. They're playing. It's playing. I mean, even if they are, you don't think he's going to go ahead and say, oh, yeah, I'm totally breaking all these marketing embargoes. What are you going to do about it, bitches? Like, there has to be some amount of plausible deniability. You know that, or Koji's the one that's picking out his uh, um, wardrobe. Also possible. <laughs> I'll say the Batman shirt for Dark Knight was really clever. I yeah. think the Bugs Bunny Monster Machine shirt was actually pretty clever. I like the Sam Raimi one as well, the Sam Raimi. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man one was just enough of a stretch that I was not as... I didn't think it was nearly as good. The Scarlet Witch one was my favorite. Scarlet Witch was pretty good. I think Scarlet Witch and Dark Knight were so on the nose, and the Sam Raimi hey. one was just enough of a stretch that it felt weird. Looking at it across all the shirts now, it's like, no, okay, that one works just fine. What about James, the James Bond one for the machinist? Oh, that was pretty good too. <laughs> All right. Um, so, will the pre order bonus item stack with other EXP boosting items? Chili? Uh, it will stack up until a fixed amount, but there is a limit. It also has a new system where the item level rises with the player's job level. You can wear it level one, and it may get stronger as you do. We've been discussing this for some time. The pre-order Shadowbringers, you'll receive the item beforehand so that you can use it to prepare it for launch. And I think them putting this in the game is amazing. We've been needing also, something like this. It's basically, uh, by the way, everyone says heirlooms, World of Warcraft. Screw them. I'm calling it Roger's Ring. <laughs> so what Roger's I'm Ring. not stoked about for the earrings is that they're earrings, and we already have the Alamegan earrings, the and so now they don't stack. Well, the problem I would with the love Alamegan it earrings? if this was a ring. Yeah. The thing is, though, uh, it said there's a limit on how much XP you can get. It's stacked until it fixed, but there is a limit. So maybe they, it was if, if you had the earring plus the ring plus the other ring, maybe that breached the limit anyway. Yeah, you might only be able to stack to an additional 100%. Well, that would give you what? The Alamegan earrings are 50% or 30%? 30. Bay. 30. What's the brand new ring? 30? Bay. And then what are the, the Moogle hat and the Warrior of Light Helms are 10 for the first time? And then the levels, right? as well. Which so is what? The, 30 again? The, and you, then you've uh, also got food. Yeah. I think so you got 3 plus 3 plus 3. Yeah, so 3 plus 3 plus 3 plus 10 plus 3 is a plus 103%. Like, it definitely adds up. But it's like, 
Yeah, but I just I don't know. I would have rather Plus it been, rested XP. I would have yeah. rather it been a bracelet or a ring or something else. Well, here, here's uh, the thing uh, with it though. Like I guess I really like the fact that it started with an earring though, yeah. because at that point it's something that you don't have to take off ever until you hit level yeah. seventy. I wouldn't be surprised if there's not. I wouldn't be surprised if um, the new um, guild company stuff will be like that. You know, the new grand company. Possibly. And then the other thing with all of those other items, yeah. they're only good up until like level 20, 25, or 30. Yeah. And they're level and one items. This were sad. Yeah. Because at that point, then you don't get any bonus XP aside from food and your rested XP buff and potentially yeah. the armor. And bonus. FC. FC buffs. Yeah. Well, any of those, the other outside of gear buffs. Yeah. So it's nice that now we have an item that's going to give us experience. Um, boost on something that's going to uh, give us eye level in a dungeon. Let's say where we need to run uh, something that, that has a minimum eye level yeah. requirement. This will meet it in some of those dungeons. You know what I mean? Uh, that's going to be really interesting because there are times, not often, uh, not often, but there are times that you get to a dungeon, you go, oh shoot, I'm four eye levels low. Then you check and you just have completely forgotten to like switch out your belt or like one of your rings is surprised still at 290 and the rest of you is at 380 and you're like oh hang on oops yeah. like sometimes that happens yeah. it's not super often so i'm hoping that this will kind of alleviate that where you're like hey i don't qualify i wonder why oh because i'm wearing a moogle hat and an alabegan earring and like all this other yep. stuff that's all level one whereas now you know when we hit level 70 this ring might or this earring might actually jump up to eye level uh 390 or 400 I can tell you the eye level now. Give me one second. Because data mine, data mine, data mine. Yep, it's in the files. Two hundred ninety. Oh, that's it. What? Hey, that well, gets to be in, fair, no, that, that makes sense. Alamigo. Yeah, that gets you into Alamigo, and at level seventy, end of Stormblood four point oh, that's where we were. And at level seventy, yeah. you switch out to your three eighty, three ninety, four hundred gear, whatever you've earned at that point. That yeah. actually two ninety actually does make sense. Okay, okay. Uh, its main attribute goes up to ninety five. Sub up to uh, secondary attribute goes up to one hundred and four. Remember the the main attribute and secondary attribute are based on your job. So, what were those numbers again? Ninety five and what? One hundred four. So. Uh, okay, the three ninety uh, Skaven cuff of fending on warriors is vitality 183 determination 144 skill speed 101 strength 48 yeah. so yeah that's actually probably about right uh defense one magic defense one again this is dear my information so it can change possibly oh absolutely yes ian that means everybody can teleport to your earlobes yeah everyone can be part of me now one of me oh my um, so anyway, that continuing on, they say this is a great system. Are you thinking about developing the system into something else? Sarah, you uh, Roger's that? ring. Sarah, you want to read that? Uh, sorry, I was explaining the concept of sovereign citizens to someone. Here we are. <laughs> no, in a way, and actually, yeah, no, in a way, this system makes certain other items worthless, which Sarah aside, this is exactly what I was thinking of in terms of any earring that you would wear while leveling up. So we don't want to abuse it. If we did, then other items would lose meaning, aside from appearance. 
if it were to be a region-specific effect, like in Eureka, then maybe. Other than that, it'll absolutely need my approval in order to be used. Like Roger's ring. Bring me Roger's ring! I want a ring that levels up. You want Roger's wing? Roger's ring. You want Roger's wing? Roger's wing? Yeah, uh, I, Roger's ring. I watched Life of Brian not that long ago. I, never mind. <laughs> uh, we're racist. <laughs> I was looking at rings the other day, and so now I'm just like, oh, we're talking about rings again, and my brain is in a very different place. Oh, my. An Albert. Uh, moving What's on. What's Roger's wing? <laughs> yeah. uh. I want Roger's ring. I mean, Chili is banned and muted, and they're... <laughs> and fired from a cannon into the sun. Um, I think you catch a Mooga around right here. I think it could be interesting if they can maybe do something. You know, I think they they tried to do something with like if you look at the words here, the relic system. They tried yeah. to get the relics where you could do things to level them up to keep them kind of uh, relevant as you uh, progress through you know a potential. Uh, a series, a storyline. Um, it'd be nice to see more of that with other pieces of gear. Um, like I said, I don't necessarily expect to have gear that automatically, you know, levels up with you, but you know, if you had something that you could, uh, go through an entire quest line that would, uh, you know, increase in level with you or, well, it would be good just for the lower... I know it's, it doesn't want to get the gear irrelevant, but it'd be good if they just designed it for the low-level content. So but, you can get a set of gear that goes from 1 to 60. But, I mean, that, again, invalidates all other armor that's in the game from 1 to 60. Yeah, but how many people actually use the 1 to 60 armor? Well, I mean, it makes all those dungeon drops irrelevant. They're pretty much irrelevant now, anyway. Not when you're leveling. Most of the time, people leveling aren't really going to use it. And most of the jobs now start above 60. Well, the Heaven's Ward stuff starts at 50. Uh, well, 40. The um, Stormblood's 50 and the Shadowbringers start at 60. So. Actually, uh, the Heaven's Ward stuff started at 30. Oh, yeah. So yeah. You, you started right around the uh, the whole Brayflocks bit. Yeah. So, I mean, they don't want to make everything worthless with, with a snap of a finger, kind of like what uh, Thanos yeah. did. No, no, no. Anyway. that feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is what most of the crafters and gatherers would be saying. Yeah, if I'm... it's something where it's like, oh, hey, you're level one. You have the gear you will be wearing until level 70. Yeah. So, I mean, if they were to I'd do I'd be okay level... with that for crafters, honestly. No, I wouldn't. I would. <laughs> I, I can tell you 90% of the crafters out there in the game wouldn't be happy with that. Or what about anyone who level crafting and now pretty much anything they make is going to have no marks? To so level up craft, I just go find someone and pay them the money to make the stuff for me and then I go hand it in. Well, I mean, that's great because you have the money to spend it. What about people who are new to the game and don't have all the money. Uh, don't level up crafter. 
get to 60 uh, come treasure hunting with us at the treasure hunting hotel here on Hyperion, like, you'll have lots of money very quickly. Don't worry. I don't know if you would new system. Like, would there actually be much of demand for the stuff you get from treasure hunting? I feel like this fucks up the economy in a pretty hardcore way. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand where Yoshi's coming from, so. Like, it kills demand. Yeah, I feel like this has a lot more repercussions than you're thinking right now. Google Quest, that's because Spidey has his Spidey senses. That's how he knew. Yes. Uh, anyway. So, like I said, while it works for maybe one or two pieces, you know, if they do it too much, I think, like I said, it would ruin a lot of other pieces in the game. Um, so, as a fellow creator, what do you think of Yoko Taro? <laughs> Who wants to talk about Yoko Taro? Who doesn't want to talk about Yoko Taro? I got you. Okay. My first impression is that he's incredibly smart. His speech feels calculated in a different way from myself. I never compared us, but if I had to say, it's like he tries to leave some kind of scars on you. He wants his creations to leave some kind of mark on the player or reader. Any mark at all. I don't know if I can go as far as to say that that's the purpose of his work. But at any rate, I strongly sense that power from him. Anyway, he's interesting. He's one of the few people that I can eat with and get excited over game talk with. How does he eat with that moon on his head? Has Yoshi P seen the true face of Tara? Did he, did he build up his uh, uh, reputation with him and be able to glamour him? Mm. Ah, he did all those delivery quests. Yes, so before he could have dinner with him, he had to do delivery quests so he could glamour the, the moon What kind of deliveries would Yoko Taro want? Alcohol. I don't think our mind would be able to understand it. That too. But what we do understand, alcohol. I don't know. I died. Uh, okay, everybody but Chili. Question. There are many different reactions to Yohara. Raging from welcome to rejecting. Did you foresee this response? And I, I think that as we reveal more information about Shadowbringers, Yorha will begin to make more sense. At any rate, both Saito-san and Yoko-san are being careful to make sure it blends in with Final Fantasy XIV. They don't want the community to reject it, and of course they want to leave something with you. The 14 team feels the same way. We don't want to impose too much on the near community. Uh, both sides of the collaboration want to make something that both communities will enjoy. We'll, we'll integrate that into gameplay experience and create something unpredictable, so please look forward to it. Sexy Android outfits. Yeah, that's what he we're going to get out of it. unpredictable. It's Sexy true. Android outfits. Sexy male Android outfits? Mm. Well, we're not going to be, you know, we can get male and female. We're not going to be. What about deliberately unsexy outfits? Like Uncanny Valley sexy. <sighs> I'm going to kick shame. But... <laughs> uh... This coming from the Lala fellow who got naked on the couch about, what, an hour ago? Hey. That's how I, I was getting ready for light farming, okay? Get naked. Get naked for light farming. I feel like there's so many problems with that. Also, my grandmother for house farming that. is to get naked as well because everyone knows that getting naked increases prop rates. So, oh, next month's fan you can fest. Always place... <laughs> <laughs> you can always play oh, get naked. <laughs> next month's fan fest is finally in Tokyo. Seeing how lively Europe was, I can only imagine how much more excited uh, Tokyo will be. What are the highlights? First off, the scale. 15,000 people. 
I know a lot of people who were kind of uh, upset when they heard that number. Eh. Like everybody who tried to get a ticket to NA Fan Fest and couldn't. I'm still salty. Uh, it's three times bigger than Europe, which is 4,500. See, I read that as three times bigger than Eureka, which is 4,500. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more than three times bigger than Eureka. Um, this is going to be our biggest fan fest yet, and we're taking up um, Makahare Mese's halls four, five, and six. It's like a solo Tokyo game show. The stage is going to be unusual. When you arrive at the venue, you'll probably go, What? and laugh. I want the attendees to be impressed that a single game can do so much. The, the, I, I know what it's going to be. The whole stage is just different poses of Hildebrand. What? <laughs> not that they have different poses of Hildebrand on the stage those are the supports for the stage yeah <laughs> that's what holds the stage up Hildebrand's holding up the stage with Godbutt in the middle it's not the strangest carotid I've ever heard of and also one of the mini games is you've got oil the Godbutt statue remember no. No. The quest where no. you had to give him a massage? I, no. st- I still regularly refer people to the item description for Salamander no. Bill. No. <laughs> That's the minigame at the Japanese FanFest. But, I mean, does anybody else kind of feel a little salty about that? The, Not the really. It's their hotel. Yeah. What Shelly said. The NA player base is a bit larger than the, the Japanese uh, player base, so I'm, I would have hoped uh, that they would have, uh, in, you know, had. Oh my God! Stop expecting to be special just because we're the white guys. I'm not. Yeah. It's not because we're the white sorry, guys. Sorry, I said it out loud. I'm sorry, but that, that J- Japan is where they're based. They, of course, they want to make it big, the, the bigger spectacle. Also, quite like they don't. Ha- they can more easily transport stuff there. They don't have to bring yeah. it overseas. It's all right. Yeah, it's it's gonna be easier for them. Easier to hire staff, easier to, to transport staff. It's just more convenient. Yeah, easier all around. I don't begrudge them that. Besides, it's also the last one, so I can yeah. also see the hey, like given that it's going to be the one where we make the final, the biggest announcements. We want it to be something that's this really big show. Yeah. I'm like just hoping that they, they learn from the experience that they had this past year and they do expand the NA Fan Fest more. They've expanded it every year. So yeah. It's... Like this last year, they had actual line management techniques. It was great. And to be honest, they, they couldn't have expected the tickets to sell out that fast because we got a lot more tickets than last time and it sold out so much more faster than previous years. So it, there's nothing they could have done. Well, maybe next year they should. Next time they should plan for fifteen thousand in NA. I'm not sure that they could fit that many in that uh, venue. They well, could do. They wouldn't. They don't think there's a venue that's big enough. Maybe not in Vegas. I feel like this is going to keep moving the post until we get to something where you can get a ticket. Yeah. Or or people who want to get a ticket have a chance to. It's not that they have to. Uh, I mean, be... I certainly had it. Like. What do you mean by have a chance to? You know, let's say you're not right at your computer right as the queue opens. If you weren't there, but you then, didn't get a ticket. But yeah. most of the times, that's the same for any fan fest. Even the the Japanese, even with 15,000 people, you've had to be there to buy the ticket. No, they had a lottery system. 
Well, then, well like, I didn't even get the email. I had to use a friend's email, and she didn't yeah. even play at the time. She just still had an active account. I didn't even get yeah. the email with the code. I had to use hers. I clicked on the code, and I died in queue. So there's, I was yeah. pretty frustrated. And NA did have a mini lottery system, if I'm really, didn't they? No. Nope. Uh. You, we got mailed codes if you were an active subscriber, and you, you had to use that code to get into the virtual queue. Yeah, and if like I said, if you weren't there right on time to get into the queue, you were basically locked out because it was full, and then tickets all sold out. Welcome to and sometimes events. you don't even get that email. Yep. But look at what well, standard for a lot of events though. Look at comic cons. You'll ask your friends to make sure that if you can't get it, they'll book the tickets for you because chances are, if you're not booking it straight away, you're not getting in. So, it's kind of standard in industry to have to be there. I suppose, but I don't have that issue with anything. I mean, I have that issue with PAX, but I don't have that issue with like Emerald City or SakuraCon, which are yeah. held in the same building in the same city. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that we're all going to necessarily agree on what the best way to do something like this. I mean, there is probably no perfect way. Unfortunately. Yeah, no matter why, lottery or not, you're still going to have to be there to book it. Yeah. But it would be nice if there were some, uh, I, you know, something. I don't well, know. even if they said, oh, we're going to have some now and then some later, it's still going to be the same thing of when they go up some later, people, you're going to have to sit there and pick it up as well. Yeah. So, so I mean, like I said, it would just be nice if, if we were able to find a venue in, uh, somewhere in, in North America that would hold a large amount and, you know, be able to, you know, have something in the 10 to 12,000 range. I'm not saying we necessarily have to be at 15,000, but 6,500, that's what I think it was at this year. That definitely was yeah. nowhere near enough at this point for the player base that we yeah. have. There are venues in Dallas that are huge. There are oh, venues yeah. in Los Angeles in there are venues in Vegas that are big enough. There are venues in Chicago and Detroit that are big enough. Sarah, what are you doing? No, no, there? we got to go to Vegas. Making tea. I muted okay. Sarah because he was making a ton yep. of noise. Message us when you're done making because it is making a lot of noise. So I, I, I had to mute it as well because I was like, what the heck is going on over there, Sarah? So message in, in the chat when you're ready to go. Um, but I don't know. It was just a number that really jumped out at me. I'm like, mm. damn. So, anyway. Oh, look, we're synced on the screen on the stream now, at least for me. Oh, are we? Awesome. Yeah. Pretty close. You're pretty close. Close enough. Yeah. Yep. All right. Looks like he's back. So. But, uh, yeah, I don't see the issue. It'd be nice, but. Uh, so hey, at least remember London FanFest. You never got screwed over like us. Never All right. Um, so I'm sure there will be a lot of news at Tokyo Fan Fest. A new job, raid, Ishgard restoration, trusts, etc., etc. Um, will a 90-minute keynote be enough? Tell us. I think I'll. Oh, okay, uh, Chili, uh, go ahead. I think I'll narrow it down to the major topics. I won't talk about everything. After all, there's still not everything is going to be revealed at Tokyo Fan Fest. It's not good to have too much news either. If you pinpoint things, that they stick with the players better. 
And after introducing the easy-to-understand content for brand-new players, we can break it down from there and finally move into the mass PR. Tokyo Fan Fest will have big reveals. I think the trusting will be difficult to understand without seeing it in action. There's a lot of talk about, such, uh, such as how detailed it will be, whether you can swap out characters and what happens when you clear the MSQ, etc. Uh, something that would be best suited to a live layer with an in-game demonstration rather than a keynote speech. By the way, I've yet to write a single word for the Tokyo Fan Fest keynote laughs. The keynote content only exists in my head, so I'll have to bring them and set the stage. At any rate, we'll make you glad that you played Fantasy XIV. If you weren't able to get tickets, it'll be just exciting to watch you on Twitch. So please do. The guests will be amazing too. Please be excited. Please be excited. Yeah, I will definitely be watching this one to see what the final bits that they reveal are. Because there's a just lot of remember, stuff. Yeah. It's probably not going to be in English. Though that's bad. we do have a community that's very good at uh, going through and uh, um, yeah. translating this for us. So, and I think the slides will have English in them. They usually do. Oh yeah, the slides will, but there would be no English translation like there was in the European or North American fan fest. And that makes sense. So. I mean, we're, we're used to seeing stuff like that where there isn't... Uh, um, I say probably, but it, there sh it might, it, I don't know. I feel like there should be for a feminist. I doubt it, though. Yeah. I, I strongly doubt it. But uh, like I said, I'm interested to see what they uh, announce, and we'll probably, uh, in a future episode uh, leading up to it, maybe talk about uh, what our speculations are for the last uh, announcements. So. Amen, Raid. Melvira, Doctor. Like, I mean, maybe get some specifics that, you know, that the eight-man raid is going to actually be this or, you know, whatever. So the crazier, the better. Actually, Hopefully it's something cool, because I know we had the uh, the big three from FF6 kind of reborn yeah. in mm -hmm. Heaven's Word. And then we had the four lords. Um, obviously, we're going off of sort of a Asian culture pull, obviously, for our current expansion. Oh, be interesting to see what they pull from for this one. Mm -hmm. Dude, Ultimisia would be so rad. I mean, it would be cool if they, if they pulled off the, uh, um, a lot of the eight lore. Griever. So, uh, or, you know, really they, like they scars, Scarlet in the, t the chat saying, you know, pull from one and go with the, the four fiends. I would be so down for that. Like yeah. you have to be, like really iconic monsters from FF1 that are all themed around like fire and wind and whatever, and then you fight the four, or maybe the, the four the fiends from uh, um, four. You know, you. I think the ones from four could be interesting. Like you ally with the crystals of darkness ones when you go to the uh, second I world. The problem is though, that'd be fun. We've already got chaos. That's why we're saying go to four. Yeah. Because I mean, because we already have chaos, so we wouldn't have any way to go with, unless and, we want to go fight Garland. And Tiamat well, is already in the game. That's what I think. That would have been cool if we got the four fiends from one, and then end with Garland, and then the savage version is Garland turns into chaos. Yeah, that would have been sick. It would. That would have been so cool. Like I said, we already do have Tiamat in the game. Yeah. Oh shit, we do, don't we? Yeah, so they can rename it. It's fine. Crap. Yeah, I think maybe the ones from four could be interesting. Like we fight Kegnaso and we yeah. fight um, Skarmalo. Yeah. Probably. I only know the fiends from one. I mean, and there, there's a number of things that they could pull from still. So I mean, we could we could pull stuff from two potentially. We get the emperor maybe. That could they be could fun. Put, 
I think it's going to be so modern if it's going to be. I think it's going to be seven or eight or eight. I don't think seven. Can, I think pulling it from eight would be incredibly challenging, but I think it would be incredibly cool since we do have the. Excuse me, since we do have the new gun class for tank. And that's why I, I think it would make sense for that. I don't think they would pull from seven because they're working so hard on the uh, the remake right now. Yeah. They'll wait until the seven remake is out, and then they'll do the same thing they did with the 13 sure. remake, where they just kept putting it in over and over and over again. We had that crossover event, what, like for like two years straight, practically? Because really they kept twice. having lightning returns in 13.2 that they needed to sell copies of because nobody was buying them. No. So they were trying to no, sell it. it. So twice. maybe they were going to put the 7 in. Yeah, it was twice. Was more than that. No, it was no, only it was twice, twice for, uh, I believe, a month at a time. Maybe it was only, yeah. yeah, I think it was a month at a time. And it was twice because it was once for the initial release and then once because it went out on uh, uh, Xbox, I think. Yeah. I feel like it was on. Well, no, no, it was once for the Japanese release and once for the European American. Because remember, there was a big gap between the two. My other problem is that I was in college at the time, so time was a non-existent entity, and I had no idea what day it was most of the time. So every time I logged in, it felt like just eternity at that. Yeah, Yeah. college will do that to you. Anything Uh, else that you want to talk about with these uh, interviews that that, uh, jumped out at you? Like I said, I just picked out the questions that I thought were really interesting and could generate some discussion. No, I think that's. I think we yeah, went through this thing piece by piece, man. I think we got it all. Yep, and we've been yeah, doing this for good. a little over two hours, so. My voice hurts. So I think I'm getting there too. I think we're gonna go ahead and uh, call it uh, a podcast then. So that's gonna do it for this episode, guys. Wait, this is a podcast. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? I was gonna call it a vlog. If you liked what you heard. Please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us out on like iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, Podbean, or whatever your prefer- preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or review because it helps other people find our show, helps us to grow in the community, and it uh, you know lets us know how we're doing. If you really dig the show, you can consider subscribing here at Twitch, um, at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio, or you can uh, become a Patreon a supporter out at uh, patreon.com slash phoenix down radio any proceeds that we get uh, through those go towards growing the show covers the, the the fun things like hosting costs as well as uh, giveaways and things like that so um it, like i said we use the, the funds to try and make the show better um and we really appreciate those of you guys who do support us monetarily like that so thank you very much um though whatever type of support you give us whether it's emails uh, retweets, uh, follows, subs. It's always greatly appreciated because we love interacting with you guys. I uh, love the chat that we get every time we do a, a, a live episode. Love seeing you guys hang out with me when I'm doing a random stream throughout the week. Um, it, it just makes doing this uh, so much more enjoyable and rewarding. So thank you very much. We really do appreciate that. Um, if you want to uh, check out our website, uh, with all of our past uh, episodes, you can go to phoenixdownradio.com and uh, check out the backlog there. Um, if you have a question or a request, you can always email us, podcast at Um Or you can uh, go check us out, out on facebook.com slash phoenixdownradio. And if possible, you can join the group and, and have the discussion there with us, uh, ask questions. Um, 
just be a, a part of the community. Uh, we're looking at growing over all the different social medias so we can uh, make sure to, uh, you know, keep getting bigger in the community and uh, have a good time with you guys. So it's that time of this show where we're going to do the shout outs and uh, all that fun stuff. So Chili, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, go check out Mooga Go Around Radio at twitch.tv. Mooga Go Around Radio. I recently recorded our previous episode. Also, go check out She Heals a Tank at twitch.tv. She Heals a Tank, which I recently appeared on also with uh, Rubicon. They, uh, go check out Motion Radio at twitch.tv. Also, go check out Gamma Together at twitch.tv. Also, go check out Musecast XIV. Also, twitch.tv. Also, I recently appeared on the Work to Game um, keynote live impressions, uh, which you can find on their YouTube channel, Work to Game. Go check them out by the amazing Brian. Also, a shout out to my podcast, PlayStation Universe, aka psu.podbean.com. Uh, we'll be recording tomorrow night, uh, which will be PlayStation Unchained and the Poplometric Sticker Podcast. Go check them out. Uh, so, yeah, uh, thank you to everyone that's joined us. Scar, Arori, Google Quest. Also, go check out Twitch.tv, PSU Live. And thank you, Talents, because you're the best. And where can they find you out on the social medias? They can find me at MGR underscore Chile. Excellent. Talas? All right, so I want to do a quick shout-out to Sam A923 and to Bannon23, who have been hanging out in the chat. One's my roommate, one's my partner. They're both amazing. Um, and I also wanted to give a shout-out to Slippers, a friend of mine from my pirate uh, LARP, who is loaning me a car right now. Arr. He's kind of awesome. Arr. Yeah, he's great. Um Shout out to Squad Says TV on uh, Tuesday nights uh, at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's twitch.tv slash squad says. We do a competition cooking show. I'm usually in the chat, but this upcoming Tuesday, the on February 12th, I'm going to be on there cooking. So rather than just me talking about food like I did a couple episodes ago, I'm actually going to be making food. So I'd be super excited to see some people there. That's twitch.tv slash squad says. And where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at TalisMarvelous. Uh, not hard to find. I'm like all the good stuff, like, you know, Chili and Klaus and Phoenix Down. So you'll find me. I'm around. <laughs> and I think Sarah said he had to get going. Uh, so you can always follow him at FFXIVSEYRR, um, where he likes to uh, tweet out uh, food and interesting facts that he's come across and stuff like that. So thank you guys for joining us tonight. If you uh, want to follow me, uh, I am at uh, PHXDN underscore K-L-A-U-S-S out on Twitter. Uh, of course, shout outs to uh, Sarah, to Chili, and to Talas for joining me this week and uh, having this uh, lively discussion on what we learned at uh, FanFest this last weekend. Uh, shout out to everybody checking us out live here at twitch.tv slash Phoenix Down Radio. And everybody who's listening to us out on the podcast, we'd love having you guys out there. Let us know what you think so we can uh, you know, continue to improve and make the show even better. Um, anything else that you guys can think of before we close this out? Nope, I think we're good. We're going to be back in two weeks, yeah? Yeah, and I think we're I'm trying to decide if it's going to... I think it's your turn to do a, a segment this time. Yes, that is the plan to do another episode of the prep table. Because it would have been this week, but because we had so much going on with uh, the FanFest coverage, we didn't want to rush either one. No, of them. dude, there's no way we would have had time. <laughs> right. All right, then. So uh, for my co-hosts, uh, for the, our guest, uh, Tal is Marvelous, 
for Chili and for Sarah. I'm Klaus Nightfinger, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio. All based off Scorpion. PhoenixDownRadio.com. Based off Scorpion. Final Fantasy XIV and are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is the copyright of Square Enix. Open to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash guiltygearrocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarLinker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash guitarlinker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.